0: Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Morning Buzz, the summer edition of the Morning Buzz. It is 2021, everybody. I bet you would know that by now, can sing. We're six months into the year. I am the host of the show, Kenny Horn, joined by my co host, Trevor Joya. Yo, what's good? (laughs) Joined by our newscaster, Francis Churchill, and can't forget our sportscaster, Thomas harder we've got a lot of good stories coming up today i'm excited yeah. for it we've got too. an interview we've got we're special two hour show today special two hour show we're doing a senior send-off at the top of the hour 10 o'clock hey, for the hey. graduating seniors at wmsc
1: that is going to be so nice for them to have a proper send-off and stuff
0: Yeah, I will still be here. I'll be talking there. They let me have two hours today. (laughs) (laughs) But we have got a good show lined up today. Very, very good show. I am looking forward to it. Francis, hit me with the newscast.
2: Okay, so polar bears can now soundly sleep with President Biden suspending oil drilling leases within Alaska's Arctic Refuge. And the order specifically coming from the Department of the Interior after conducting a specific interview, they stated it identified defects in the underlying record of decisions supporting the leases, including the lack of analysis of a reasonable range of alternatives necessary to fulfill those leases within the Arctic refuge under the required National Environmental Policy Act which requires them to conduct certain interviews. So now polar bears can get their proper eight hours of sleep without waking up to massive oil drilling around them. And now Carly Campbell from WMSC reported on a story this morning about Governor Murphy's thoughts on an in-person schooling for the fall.
3: I'm standing outside of Bergenfield High School, one of the largest high schools in the country. Well, not really in the country, in the state. It's best known for their marching band program, which has won many awards, has been seen in many parades, and is all around a huge fixture of school life here. Now, Governor Murphy is preparing to enter the school. I can see several people in suits standing outside. I know that there are always going to be people people in suits, but this time is special. I see a news vehicle with what appears to be a satellite. It's very crowded up in the front, If you've seen the pictures I've sent, you know that there are going to be quite a few people. After all, it is early in the morning. Students and teachers alike are just getting in. A sign of the times definitely is how there are lots of student, um, I guess, salutes in a way. Like, showing off all the kids that are graduating through signposts on the lawn. Another relic of the COVID era that could possibly stop. Governor Murphy plans on discussing the possibility of returning to a life post-COVID within school sessions. It should be noted that quite a lot of schools, especially public schools in the New Jersey area, this is in Bergenfield, do not have proper ventilation. This school does not have any proper AC and it can get very stuffy and very difficult to breathe. There's a sign out front that says, we love our teachers with a heart. There quite a bit of people. I'll try to get some pictures for the website. Signing off for now. Carly Campbell, WMSC News, signing off.
2: Okay, and now in other specific New Jersey news, Jersey City residents may be granted a significant amount of cash as a state appellate court ruled that that Jersey City must give emergency pay to hundreds of employees due to the COVID-19 state of emergency throughout this previous year. And last week, the Superior Court of New Jersey's Appellate Division ruled that the Jersey City Public Employees Union Local 245 was eligible for double pay for work they performed throughout the years of 2018, 2019, and 2020, specifically dating back to March 2018. March 2018 when Governor Phil Murphy declared a state of emergency as a state brace for a powerful nor'easter. The storm knocked out power for over 300,000 people in New Jersey and dumped over two feet of snow in some parts of the state. And specifically, the local 245 contract states, employees who work during a state of emergency covering the city of Jersey City, as declared by the governor of New Jersey, will receive double pay for all the hours worked during the state of emergency, as quoted in the appellate judge's ruling. So for those members of the local 245 public employees union, this is a huge payday for them. And now in Montclair news, depending on your level of nationalism, this news may or may not be disheartening. For the second year of a row, Montclair's annual 4th of July celebration has been canceled. Town officials announced this previous Monday. And sadly, 2021 won't be the year it gets its wings around, organized specifically said. All planned public activities related to the holiday are a part of the cancellation, including the parade, fireworks, and community picnic, picnic at Montclair's Edgemont Memorial Park officials said. With restrictions on large public gatherings in response to COVID-19 only recently being lifted and after the consultation with the township manager, the Montclair Celebrates Committee decided to cancel the events. According to organizers, planning for the 4th of July celebrations typically begins six to eight months in advance. Fundraising, recruitment, contract negotiations and the public safety arrangements are all coordinated by the volunteer committee and this had not given them enough time to properly plan for a Fourth of July celebration, and now on to weather. Today is cloudy and sunny with temperatures at currently roughly sixty-six degrees, with highs of seventy-five degrees and lows of fifty-seven degrees.
0: Thank you, Francis. That that was a whole lot of news. I like that a lot, Thomas. Can you tell me about what's going on in sports? Because Lord knows I don't know.
4: All right. So we have a lot going on in the sports world. First. In the NHL, last night, the Lightning defeated the Hurricanes 2-1 to take a 2-0 series lead. Andre Vasilevsky made 31 saves in the win. Alice Kalorin scored the first goal for the Lightning with a deep shot from the right point. Then in the middle of the third period, Victor Hedman made a great stretch-up ice pass to Anthony Sorelli that led to a backhand goal. The Kings tried to rebound with Andrei Sveshnikov scoring late in the third period. However, it was too late. The games will attempt to rebound in Game 3 on Saturday in Tampa Bay. Tonight, two teams that have five expectations in their first-round series will be up against each other. The Canadians and the Jets will be playing in Game 1 tonight at 7.30. Then, at 10 o'clock, the Golden Knights look to rebound against the Avalanche after a 7-1 defeat in Game 1. In the NBA last night, the Nets eliminated the Celtics with James Harden recording 34 points and 10 assists. The Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 147-140 to 140 in double overtime. Damian Lillard was on fire with 55 points in this game, That in a game that has been referred to as an all-time classic. However, in the end, the Nuggets offense was too much, and the Nuggets now have a 3-2 series lead. The Lakers definitely feel the absence of Anthony Davis, as they were routed by the Suns last night, 115-85. to 85. The Suns now have a 3-2 lead in the series. Tonight the 76ers will look to close out the series against the Wizards at 7. Then the Hawks look to do the same against the Knicks at 7:30. The Jazz also look to do the same. will also look to do the same at 9, and at 10 the Mavericks and the Clippers Clippers will be playing to see who will take the lead in the series. In the MLB last night, the Yankees beat the Rays 5 to 3, the Phillies beat the Reds 17, Reds 17 to 3, and the Diamondbacks beat the Mets 6 to 5 in extra innings. Today at 1235, the Phillies will be taking on the Reds, then at 340, the Mets will be taking on the Diamondbacks, and then at 705, the Yankees will be taking on the Rays. Now for some quick sports headlines. First, according to to Click on Detroit, tonight is the NHL Draft Lottery. The Sabres have the highest probability of landing the first overall pick, followed by the Ducks, Kraken, Devils, and Blue Jackets. According to ESPN, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving combined for an average of 85 points per game in the series against the Celtics, setting an NBA record for points per game by a trio in a playoff series. And today in sports history, on this day in 1935, Babe Ruth announced his retirement from professional baseball. Wow. That's, that's, that's some pretty that's,
0: big history right there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I have actually, uh, you mentioned the Yankees game. I had a friend who was at the Yankees game last night. Okay, yeah. How, how how did you watch the game? Was it good? I don't know.
4: No, nah, I didn't watch the game, but okay. Well, at least they won, so I guess he was happy.
0: Yeah. I was watching.
4: I was watching the hockey game because I'm a huge hockey fan.
0: Yeah, we have some serious news to get up to first. Trevor, can you yes. introduce that story and tell us yes. about
1: it, please? Um, so in terms of big news, we have Biden declares. A horrific Tulsa, Tos- Oklahoma massacre in an emotional speech yesterday. Yesterday in in lovely Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where emotional, emotional President Joe Biden marked the hundredth anniversary of the massacre that destroyed <laughs> a thriving Black community in Tulsa. Like it was brief, and Biden briefly exhibit, toured the exhibit at the Greenwood Community Center and had a private meeting with three survivors. It's like, to basically explain what the, what this whole thing is about, basically back in 1921, a massacre from May 31st to June, May 31st to June 1st, a complete decimation of a riot um, against, um, would be known as the the Tulsa Massacre. And also commonly referred to as Black Wall Street. It was considered by many to be unspoken history up until in recent up until like 2019 when um when The Watchmen had that famous opening sequence their famous HBO show The Watchmen had their opening sequence of Tulsa Oklahoma's massacre. It brought it back to into the forefront and into the conversation of like hey there's a lot of unspoken history that we don't talk about but they're still there in history
0: yeah i the thing that amazes me most about this is that i had never heard of it until maybe a week two weeks ago and it's not like it's this small massacre there's no such thing as small massacre because it's the definition of the word it's not like it was a couple people which in it of itself is still ridiculous and should not happen yeah it was i don't I mean, i'm gonna get on i'm gonna find the amount of people but it was an insane amount of people it, it was it was and i actually
2: um i actually have done research on it and i actually do have specific statistics on it and this is actually from the reported issue from humans rights watch okay how many
0: people were killed francis you yeah know? 300 people I mean... were
2: killed um nearly a thousand were injured Over 1,200 homes were burned to the ground. 60 businesses were destroyed. Churches were destroyed. Hospitals, schools, and libraries were burned. And 35 city blocks were essentially flattened.
0: Thank you for the numbers, Francis. But it's 300 deaths. And this is something that I had never heard of until recently. And I feel like most people probably haven't heard of until recently
1: I, I i heard about it last year at new york comic-con um so basically the opening sequence of the Watchmen tv show from damon lindelof from hbo had that opening sequence of the tulsa oklahoma massacre okay to open well, up the show
2: yeah, one I thing i studied about it like a few years ago specifically on my own time but i was never taught about it within school They had never mentioned it even once. So the vast majority of people up until now probably had no clue this ever even happened.
0: Yeah, and the thing that I think is most... There are a couple things about this that I have thoughts about. One, it it just proves, I mean, we all know it, but it's just more evidence that racism is a long-time problem. And the thing I do like about this specifically is that it's being addressed because i feel like in past years and past presidents at least that's my opinion it would not be addressed or nearly as much it wouldn't be as cared for i feel like let's say 20 years ago this wouldn't be such a big deal people like okay yeah that was messed up at least that's what i think that's my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, it goes back to this idea of America not wanting to address the skeletons they have in their closet. and we're now finally addressing those skeletons and those in those closets that we don't want to talk about in the unspoken history that we have with America.
0: Yeah, I I really love that you said that. And that's why I mean I guess this is on a country this is on a country scale, so describing it is much different than, you know, just your interpersonal life but I think on a basis down to who you are as a person it's important to admit your mistakes and address the things that you have done wrong and try to grow from those and while I did mention this is a country of 330 million some odd people something around that number it's important that we come together as a unit and we address the past about what we've done and what we've done wrong because that's truly the only way to grow yeah. about realizing your mistakes about what you've done wrong. Yeah, that's that's very
1: true. Like one of my things, one of the things that I like about history is like you can learn a lot about America from their history that's not spoken.
0: Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've had um, history teachers back in high school who told me that history just it's a cycle repeats itself. And I, I mentioned before that this is still a problem, obviously. It's not on the scale of 300 people killed. Because if that happened today, I, I don't even know what would happen.
1: There, there would be a lot of war crimes. There would be considered crimes against them. Um, there would be federal crimes. Against oh, of course. The law, and there would be a lot of things against Of course. It, it wouldn't just be like one small thing of just like, oh, it happens. Yeah. No, there would be a lot of answer. There would be, there would probably, you'd probably hear articles about it going on for months and months and months, years even about stuff if this happened in modern day.
4: Yeah, no, yeah. definitely this is um significant too with um especially racial um racial issues being so forefront in the news today.
0: Yeah, yeah. and one thing I want to bring up is this actually relates to our next story, which is about. New Jersey cops and how they're required as of Tuesday to start wearing body cams, practically all of them. So almost all New Jersey police, they must now wear body cameras after a new law was passed and it took effect Tuesday. This is perhaps the most significant legislative reform to pass since George Floyd's death in our state. Governor Murphy, he said, quote, we are redoubling our commitment to transparency and accountability. He said this during a press conference in Camden that he held. He also said that body cameras are a wise all-round investment. Most on-duty officers who are not undercover must have them on, including SWAT teams, canine cops, and those working at a police station's front desk. Anyone who's working undercover with a confidential informant or at most desk jobs, they don't need a camera. The same goes for hostage negotiators, union meetings, people processing crime scenes, and off-duty officers directing traffic. One more thing is that police, they must generally film all interactions with residents. As long as it's safe, officers should turn on cameras before they arrive at a scene to record both the mundane traffic stops, stuff like that, and the serious, such as searches and actual arrests. They must also film underage people suspected of using marijuana or alcohol. So what do you three think about this? Cause I, I'm really happy about this step. I think it's, it's, we were talking about the awareness of it before and seeing legislation passed supporting what needs to be changed. Like how I mentioned before accountability, it's, it's a good sign.
1: It's, it's a very good sign. It's, um, it's one of those things where you start, where you have to hold people accountable, but still have that sense of like you cannot do every single thing in empowered to do what you what you deem is necessary and stuff like that because sometimes power goes to people's heads and it does and but this is a good way of regulating giving that sense of like okay you still have to be held accountable because you're 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 seeing that interaction of the camera and the and the or like it's it's not like a simple it's a very it's a very much it's a right step and it's a step in the right direction
0: sorry and i think that it's it's the word of a police officer who generally or at least they were a couple years ago seen as a pillar of the community that reputation has changed in recent years but this provides more evidence of what is actually happening and while it is a minority of incidents that result in problems and just downright disappointments such as what happened to George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, it's it provides evidence. You can't argue with video, especially one that is extracted directly from a crime scene off of a cop's body cam.
1: Especially going back to like the early, like 1992 with the LA um, stuff. I don't like that's, if if they had a body cam during that period of time, we don't know if we would still, they would still be, we don't know exactly if they would have been arrested, they would have been tried for it, for their crimes, but we know that there was, there should have been a lot more justice back in the
0: day. Yeah. Francis, Thomas, have any thoughts?
2: Um, I specifically, I very much support it and... Actually, there's been a specific recent news that has just come out just a few minutes ago about how certain several police departments within New Jersey state that they don't have the budget or the money to implement body cameras. And that they've also already reached that deadline and many departments haven't been implementing it yet so although it is legally required by law, it will still be a bit before you see those required specific law enforcement officers to be having body cameras on them so hopefully something that is implemented as soon as possible. And yeah, it's something that I completely support because having a body camera on that is required to be at all times is very important considering the vast majority of police departments don't have them. And even before cops were allowed to take them off and especially during numerous incidents with the public or crime scenes that have since gained massive notoriety. There have been several instances of cops turning off their body cameras during a crucial point in the criminal investigation, which takes away a huge amount of potential evidence for either side of the case. And it's also very much necessary as a moral standing to have some type of way to watch over the government and watch over the state to make sure that potential abuses by law enforcement officers and the government and the state are actually tracked by the public. And to make sure that we actually have a way to basically watch the watchmen. As the old question goes, of who watches the watchmen, essentially body cameras do give the public somewhat of that power to do that. So I think body cameras should be a necessary investment and that this should be something that should be implemented at the federal level nationwide yeah. and it's a good step to see New Jersey take this direction.
0: Yeah, it's like you I, said it's a step in the right direction Thomas what were you saying? I do
4: definitely agree with Francis I do generally support this there will there are like Francis said there are some flaws that will have to be addressed especially with budgetary issues and um and how and like what like when like police officers turn on and off the cameras and stuff. Um but like also, I kind of believe that, like, sometimes, like, yes, there'll be evidence, but, like, I think the purpose of the camera is also, like, not only to have evidence, but, like, also to kind of, like, deter, like, these things. That is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. But, like, I'm sure, like, um when the George Floyd incident happened, like, the cop knew, like, like all those people, like, recording with, like, their phones. But, like, still, like, he refused to get off them.
0: Yeah, that is... You bring up a great point that... While it shouldn't be something that has to be deterred, it should just be common sense to treat people with the equality and fairness that they deserve, it's something that could make them aware of what they're doing and how to go about a certain situation. They can't, they'll know that what they're doing is being recorded and getting away with something that is awful will be practically impossible. Well, it's,
1: it's, it's goes back to the it's going back to like the idea of like it's, I do agree with you, it's more of a deterrent and it's also a way of like regulating those those bad apples amongst there's always going to be bad apples, but if you can regulate them they can
2: like it's gonna All be...
0: apples are bad I'm allergic to apples, <laughs> they will hurt me I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. But um, no, you bring but up you... a good point. There are some bad apples among a bunch that is generally a good group. It's important to know that. That in most cases they do have our well-being out in mind. And I feel like like we've all said, we all agree. This is this is positive. This is the right thing to do. And we're it's weird to say this because we in the Zoom call, we are four white men, so we cannot relate to this situation as much as we try to talk about it. We we can't step in those shoes. So I'd love to hear about what black people and other minorities think about this.
1: It, it's it goes we back to yeah, give uh...
0: the best opinion about this. It doesn't affect us as much, but we still feel strongly about this.
2: You yeah, know, I also think specifically as well that there's been a lot, and specifically you look at the controversial trials, even then that have used video footage or evidence to where the usage of body cam footage that can be turned on and off, because yes, like civilian recording of police incidents is very important, but also those people may not know how to properly record, they may have only started recording at one point during the incident, stopped recording at another point whereas having body cameras on during the entirety of the incident gives us a much more clear view of those incidents and how to approach those situations between law enforcement and the public.
0: Yeah, and it's it's continuous, and it proves accountability. Now, we are going to take a quick break on 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. We have a PSA coming right up. Let's, let's learn about some Alzheimer's awareness. <laughs> you're listening to
5: 90.3 wmsc upper montclair tune in anytime anywhere at wmsc radio.com and the iHeartRadio app
0: yes that's right tune in to wmsc radio all the time i think i did that voice great i think i really i think it's, you couldn't tell the difference right you it's all it, the difference I, I couldn't tell the difference. It was Thank like you, Trevor. It was, it, was st- it was still robotic, but... It's, I tried. I could. tried. I've been told a lot that I, use, I speak robotically. You wouldn't tell right now because you I'm s- practically screaming into a microphone.
1: You, you speak binary. You
0: speak one Sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> Wow, I am such a nerd. All right, I am here. I am the host of the show, Kenny Horn. If you are just tuning in to WMSC, this is the morning buzz. We are here for another hour and a half. I'm joined by my co host, Trevor Joya, our newscaster, Francis Churchill, and our sportscaster, Thomas Tarter. So, up next, we we talked a lot about racially charged news today, but we have another topic to cover, and I'm excited to talk about this one. So, this is about the daughter of ozzy osbourne kelly osbourne she recently opened up about her battles with drug and alcohol addiction stopping by red table talk which is a podcast to discuss getting hooked as a teen and relapsing after the pandemic the tv personality said that she ended almost four years of sobriety in april 2021 as the covid 19 pandemic was waning triggered into drinking alcohol again and seeing a couple times of sipping on champagne Her first opiate-based drug addiction, it was with Vicodin, which was prescribed to her after an operation to remove her tonsils when she was only 13 years old, which sent her on a lifelong battle. Quote, that was all I needed, she said sadly. And she also said that the silence that the drugs would cause for her insecurities was astounding. Quote, it felt like life gave me a hug jada pinkett smith who is also on that podcast one of the hosts she responded vicodin's gonna do that and Osborne admitted that vicodin led to her misusing other drugs such as percocet and eventually heroin just because it was cheaper now the reason that i'm bringing this up is because i think addiction awareness is one of the most important things in america that's that's my personal opinion yeah, and that I, does not reflect the station. That is just yeah. my personal opinion. And I think celebrities such as these, even if she's a minor celebrity, she's the daughter of Ozzy Osbourne. It's a huge deal to open up about what's going on behind closed doors.
1: We can like the thing the crazy thing is I I have ADHD attention deficit disorder, which is strongly linked and strongly studied about that there's once you have ADHD, you might have the possibility of becoming addicted to substance abuse. Yeah,
0: a lot of times and, with a mental illness, it's more likely and, that you are going to seek solace in substances.
1: And so for me, it's crazy to hear that Kelly Osborne is finally, is opening up about her alcohol and drug addiction because... Well, she's talked about it before. Yeah, she's talked about it before. And I, I think... In recent in recent years we've had um other celebrities die because of their opiate addiction. you had Tom Petty pass away because of opiates and cocaine and stuff like that
0: it's the awareness it's- is more important than anything because I feel like there's always been a stigma around it where it's seen as more of a oh yeah, well. It definitely.
4: Definitely genetics has a part to do with it, because I, I was actually literally just reading, I was trying to look up about this, and it actually says that the Osbournes have like a genetic mutation but, that makes them six times more likely to be addicted to drugs and alcohol.
0: Well, that's how this works. It's, yeah. that's my point. It's a lot of times it's seen as, oh, you let yourself get addicted. A, a lot of times it's biological. It's in you. And having not that one good. taste can
4: change your life i'm not 100 percent sure about this but i remember i was reading somewhere possibly that all genetic mutations might have also saved um the Osbournes, including ozzy osborne himself because uh, i actually read like a study that also showed that um the, human the reason why ozzy Osbourne didn't end up like uh like all these rock stars that have died of drug overdoses is because um he also has a genetic mutation that makes drugs a little bit more tolerable. The, the Human Genome Project. He was
0: the first mm-hmm. human to have an <laughs> entire genome mapped. He, he, and that's yeah. what they found out. And they did it because they were curious how he survived all the drugs. But that's another point that mm-hmm. I want to make. Mm-hmm. It's through the family. Because her father, Ozzy Osbourne, he is one of the most just typical rock stars who with the party life and did practically he he bit a head off a bat okay yeah, at at
1: a, at Ozfest one year he did
0: he did do it on accident but you get my point <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's very understandable because um in the past in one of the crazy things that I was t- when I tore my ACL I was told hey you're gonna you can take opioids and I said no I'm going kind of all that though.
0: Yeah, and what I like is she talks about the root of it to a certain degree. She talks about how it feels like life is giving her a hug. I find that quote beautifully painful because that's exactly what it is. I, I'm, I'm going to say a thing. I myself, I am in recovery from addiction, okay? And it's that exact feeling to where you feel like you are, it's comforting you. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, a wonderful, wonderful thing. I, you know, I not, not the drugs, not the drugs, not the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> not the wonderful, wonderful thing talking about it is.
2: Yeah, it definitely, specifically within, obviously within families as addiction can be passed down, there is, you know, the terminology of what is described as a dope baby, someone who's quite literally born high and addicted to drugs already yeah and that i I don't specifically know that case there that may have been a possibility and it's much more likely and probable when someone obviously is has incredible amounts of drugs in their system that they then pass it down to their children and i mean i have been able to wave off addiction for the most part in my life but I've seen it devastate multiple members of my family with alcohol and opioid addiction specifically and how dangerous taking certain drugs from even within the pharmaceutical industry and you see the opioid crisis and drug overdoses have exploded. They're the highest they've ever been. They already were exploding for decades and COVID has made those numbers go even up with everything being shut down, people in lockdown. And addiction is something that has become almost it's, and not even trying to draw comparisons with COVID, but it's almost own epidemic in that we've seen...
0: It is an epidemic.
2: Yeah, it's own epidemic and own disease of it ravaging entire regions of the country. There's certain, you know, life expectancy has actually begun to decline here in America and a huge reason because of that is in certain areas. You see massive amounts of drug addiction and specific opioid addiction to certain pharmaceutical drugs or alcoholism and those generations of drug addiction catching up with people and then eventually winding up taking their lives, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it does catch up.
2: and It's a massive, obviously, issue. And unfortunately, in order for a lot of people to have awareness raised about it, there's going to have to be more famous people with platforms to speak about addiction because you don't hear the stories of the tens of thousands of people that die of drug addiction almost every single year now.
0: I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that you are right to a certain degree, but we we mentioned that it's an epidemic, which means that at least among our generation, it's becoming of increased awareness that there's something that is an epidemic and is a struggle for millions of people. And I, I come from a town that literally it was nicknamed heroin high, the, the high school it's, It is an epidemic, I I come from Ocean County, where it's one of the worst in the state, the use of heroin and other opiates. And what's important to note is that even, you mentioned this as well, even if the parent or one of the parents, both of them, they don't currently use, they're not big on addiction themselves, they can still pass off the gene. Regardless of if they have an addiction, yeah, they don't necessarily have to be, and that's what I think is part of the problem because it's already built within their
2: DNA, they quite literally can't even control it.
0: Exactly. And that's what I think the importance is of Kelly Osborne talking about this. Now we are going to move on. I teased in the beginning of the show. I gave you a little tease of an interview that we did. I did an interview. I sat down with Clay Enos, who pretty much exclusively works with Zack Snyder. That's right, the Justice League guy. He is a still photographer. So he's the person that gets all the -the behind-the-scenes photos, does promotional posters and all that. And he sat down to talk to me about the new film, Army of the Dead. And honestly, I had a great time with him. Clay? Clay is a good dude. So here is the interview. It's coming right up. This is Kenny Horn at WMSC and I am currently joined by famous still photographer, Clay Enos. He has worked on a lot of films and done a lot of other work with just photography and been pretty much everywhere. Clay, thank you for sitting down with us. And the reason it worked having you on right now is because you recently worked on Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder. Can you tell me about what it was like working on Army of the Dead? compared to other of the films that you've worked on with
5: him? You know, well, I mean, this is the first time, first of all, thank you for having me, but uh, to answer your question, you know, this is the first time Zach was DP, and as well as director, DP being director of photography, the cinematographer. And so he was just on all the time. I mean, he's he's normally energetic, effervescent, uh, you know, just spirited director, but this just allowed him. It really felt like we were in some sort of movie camp, you know. A lot of a lot of returning crew, uh, all of that. It's like family, and so and the environment was amazing. We shot in Netflix's studios in Albuquerque, and then in Atlantic City. Uh, so it was just it was just a ton of fun, and and you know it had been a while, and and after the sort of struggles and frustrations of of Justice League. It was just great seeing Zach back at it. Uh, not only was he the DP too; he was an operator, meaning he was he was holding a camera, right? So John Clothier was the A camera operator, and Zach was the B camera. Not that there was much distinction, but uh, and John Clothier has worked with us since Watchmen, just like me. Anyway, it was just a ton of fun. You know that movie is fun, and and it it from start to finish. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of nice having been there at the beginning and then watching it last week. Uh, Really, really, kind of putting a bookend on on a fantastic experience.
0: Yeah, I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet, but can you tell me a little bit about those struggles with Justice League? You mentioned them briefly.
5: Well, well you know, they're well documented. I think the Vanity Fair article probably does the best job. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, it was it while filmmaking, or, or let's just say the movies in general, everybody brings a very personal approach. They have their favorite movies. These stories resonate within us. But for for people who make movies. There's another layer, you know. You you give your time and your energy, and, you know, years of your life in some cases, to a project. And when it gets sort of violated or or dismissed, or you know, the, the corporates, and I don't mean to blame anybody, you know, there's there's any number of of factors, but when the project doesn't go as planned, it can feel personal. And in this case, it was quite personal. Um, so a lot of us felt insulted and frustrated. and uh, But ultimately there was vindication and Zack Snyder's Justice League exists and, and it's a masterpiece. Look, and even if that's not your genre, right? And a lot of people don't like superhero films. It's sort of an undeniable effort of filmmaking. Uh, there, there are shots in there. There's just, there's such attention to detail that whether you care or not about, you know, The Flash, it, it's still an impressive bit of, of. Um, workmanship of artistic endeavor of storytelling and i and i think that's really what what is it feeling we're all feeling vindicated that it exists in the world now and we can all and everyone can sort of judge it for themselves again genre aside the film is quite something and really satisfying to watch for those of us who made it yeah
0: speaking of artistic ability and what he was able to do with that i want to talk a little bit more about your work and the opening title sequence of Army of the Dead that just came out includes your classic photo shoot style with handmade backdrop. how did this come about? And how much fun was this to see in the film?
5: You know, that was, those, those photos, well, like there's, they're holding photos, right? So there, he's got this Irving pen, Zach had this Irving pen backdrop made. And those are actually filmed, those are filmed events. Right, so we're dollying in on them holding photos. Those photos are ones that I made, but they're kind of props within that larger uh, world. I think I think Zach and I both love that Irving Penn style. That sort of, I don't know if it's um, a kind of acknowledgement of the medium. And um, they were fun to make. You know, they're sometimes very stressful to make. There's there's one of that like the soccer mom um, who who sort of. Finds her fake in the early in that title sequence, um, you know, shooting with natural light at sunset, uh, and that that kind of thing. And a lot of times we were we were rushing to get those shots, so there was a lot more stress making them than when I saw them in the movie. Uh, that that happens a lot, you know. If it's freezing cold, sometimes I remember the scene more than if I if I wasn't. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's it's very self-referential. The, that title sequence. And I, and I like that kind of thing. Zach and I both like that kind of thing, but I was, I'm, you know, being a still photographer referencing an Irving Penn um, aesthetic is, is super, super satisfying and kind of fun to be part of. Yeah. But also just so much more work than you see in the movie too.
0: Yeah. And I, and I bet one of the benefits of being a still photographer is that you can release books of just the pictures and stuff like that. And I know you've done that a lot with other, and other things that you've worked on. Is there going to be something like that for Army of the Dead?
5: Yeah, there is. I think it comes out June 1st. Now, of course, I don't release those, right? I'm My contract is such that I don't really own the pictures. They're owned by the studios. Yeah. But but the filmmakers decided to work with Powerhouse, or excuse me, with uh, Titan, a publisher they've made a lot of books with. And uh, they've put something together that should be really fun to look at with a bunch of behind the scenes photos and what have you. In, even Netflix you know, on their, they have a creating an army of the dead, little featurette uh, that's on the service right now. And they used my photos a ton inside that documentary, which was really satisfying. A lot of times I make far more photos than anybody ever really sees, but Netflix seems quite, quite clever. And, and their service is such and their audience is such that they can find photos and, and serve them to all the various constituents that are, you know, subscribed to their site. It's it's super cool. So books great, but also the service itself is using my images, and that's fun.
0: Yeah, where else are your pictures being put out? You mentioned Netflix Gosh. books, but where else?
5: You know, I saw that Zach Zach and I both use Vero to social, the kind of ad-free, algorithm-free, data-mining-free uh, social network, and uh, that he's been sharing some of my images there. That are, that's really fun. And you know, his, his style in this film was super lensy and very shallow depth of field. And so I, I mimicked that as best I could with my camera and my lenses. Uh, and so the images that he's shared so far sort of share some of that, those qualities. Uh, really satisfying. And, and I think that's the primary place. Of course, all the fan sites and what have you, uh, they, they trickle out in a million different ways. That the, the conduits for, for uh, image distribution are way beyond my pig scale though, I must say. I make no, them. I, want, I don't. I don't know how they end up out there.
0: I want to circle back a little bit back to uh, Justice League that we briefly talked about. We talked yeah. about how great it is for it to be a thing because there was a lot of problems with it. But how does it feel for it to honestly actually come to fruition?
5: Well, as I as I mentioned, it is really satisfying. Again, these are personal things. I've known Deborah Snyder since freshman year of college. You know, just random encounter, and we've been friends ever since. And, and so that kind of connection to the filmmakers and to a project uh, is, is important, you know, for me, it's important. And in a perfect world, I would only work for Zach, right? If, a, if, if, a, if I was sufficiently uh, financially independent, that's what I would do. And, and it, because as I said, it's like working for friends, you know, college is the closest analogy actually that I can make to what what it's like working with them. You know, when you've got a project and you're if I wasn't in, back in film school, that's kind of what a film's like feels like with just a bigger budget. Instead of having to work the you know in the cafeteria as I did or at the equipment cage, uh, we've got, you know, millions of dollars to play with and and off they go. That said, you know, I am a very small part in this thing. I am the still photographer. I'm kind of the witness to the entire process. I don't actually make the movie. I make my make my little contributions, but ultimately, I'm I'm the fly on the wall for the fans. I'm the, I'm a an, the first layer of the marketing messages. So, you know, I, it it could be disappointing, or I could be I could be sort of ego um, beaten. You know that I'm not really important, but because I have this personal connection and I'm I'm friends with the filmmakers, uh, I give up my all and. Uh, I kind of ride the waves with them. And of course, when Justice League was destroyed um, by Joss Whedon and friends, we we were hurt. Now we're not. Now I think the world can see that there was, there was another story and a, a more respectful story, a deeper story, a more nuanced story, and off we go. Would
0: you be able to tell me more about your friendship with Zach? Because that's the thing that's striking me right now. And I really like to hear that.
5: Well, look, I mean, the guy is like a charisma bomb. Well, obviously, I come, I come circuitously, or not so circuitously, through his wife, right? So I, knowing each other since college. And, you know, that's a long time now. I graduated in 91, 1991. <laughs> so, it, you know, I've been, I've been you know, I was in the hospital when our children were born and that kind of stuff. So we're, we're a tight-knit group, you know, a, a best of friends. And, and so meeting Zach, I remember actually the first time I spoke with him, it was coming out of the theater after watching his remake of Dawn of the Dead. And and just hearing his voice and hearing his kind of sincerity and charm um, as I congratulated him on, on such a fun movie. And then meeting him later, I think we we ended up on the set of 300. And that's where I even first saw that there was a still photography gig available for, for, for photographers. And it's been, just being on set with him, like he's he's such a lovely person, such a creative force, such a such a attentive and considerate person. It's kind of hard not to like him. And then you combine that with Deborah, and off we go. It's hard to describe a friendship, you know, that's been
6: oh, it's yeah,
5: fifteen years in the making. But but it's sincere. It's um, I miss them because I live in New York and they live in Los Angeles. Uh, when we work together every day for on a movie, and then all of a sudden we disappear, we we separate. I sort of it's always uh, kind of bittersweet and sad. And then you talking to talking to them on the phone or whatever, uh, you you pine for the next project.
0: Speaking of other projects,
5: what are there next films that you're shooting? Well, I'm I'm sort of being fiscally irresponsible and waiting for Zach's next project to to get going. <laughs> That's a good yeah, one I to call know. it I call it revenue free living. That's that's what I'm in, involved in right now. If you give and, an official
0: uh, name to it, it's okay.
5: Yeah, I don't like unemployed. I think revenue free living kind of puts the emphasis on on just going through your life and making sure you're still living just just revenue free. <laughs> college college kids should know a thing or two about that.
0: Oh, I'm I'm a pro. <laughs> I'm a pro at revenue free living.
5: <laughs> don't get too used to it. But but uh, look, the, there is a freelancer is a feast and famine, feast or famine life and you get used to it and you learn to save your money which is always good advice for anybody you know buy some bitcoin and, and and stash it away and and then when things get lean you've got a little cushion i think that's and that's how we go and and that allows me then to say wait for zach's next project
0: oh i think you can really frame your career around your friendship that's that seems like a point of success
5: i look yeah that that when you when you put it that way, for sure. I'm, um, you know, and but I only was able to do that because I was kind of a, a, I was frugal and and I, you know, instead of going to the bars, I'd buy a forty and sit on the curb, you know, with my buddies, <laughs> <laughs> save and save that money, right? And and I've always been a traveler and an adventurer, and I've I've always sort of prioritized artistic endeavor over say wealth acquisition. But, but not being completely irresponsible. So, I mean, there's a lot of nuance in there, but point being at this point in my life, I'm 51. You know, I, at some point you got to stop sort of sucking up to the man and decide that it, you need to have your life and, and to choose who you want to spend it with. I like, to, I like to say that I'm sort of on the downhill of the roller coaster. you know, the chunk, 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 chunk of, of, of going up. Yeah. where you sort of make some sacrifices and it's it is what it is but now i'm I, now i got my hands in the air and I'm, I'm trying to enjoy the ride
0: yeah i'd like to ask you about another relationship in your life your your wife christine she creates to make jewelry creativity it runs throughout your house your household. and what's it yeah. like being married to someone that's just as equally creative as you are but in a completely different field
5: it's a ton of fun to live in a house where both of us are creative uh I'm a little bit older than Christine, so she sometimes needs guidance. But since I've sort of lived the artistic life for most of my adult life, I can help her through some of those sort of lulls in your self-esteem, or, or what have you, or sort of the frustrations. Um, but ultimately, they're worth it because the the flexibility of schedules and of of location dependency are, you know, lifted by because all, my work takes me places and this way she can kind of take her tools and and still be creative uh, still design uh, no matter where we are so living living two artists living together um, it's not necessarily the stuff of of, of sitcoms or of coms but but it's uh, we're making the best of it and it's quite enjoyable you know it's I, a lot of I revenue can't, free living Yes, a lot of revenue-free living, yeah, but it would, it would be different, you know, I mean, if we, if we were in, I've done the nine to five, right, which is really the eight to six or more, it, it's important maybe to have some of that, but then if it isn't for you to really eke it out, and, and being an artist isn't easy, but it can be deeply satisfying, um, psychically,
0: and that, you know.
5: We're, we live in a world where a lot of people are sort of mentally damaged and beaten and no no shortage of that now after a year and a half of face diapers and what have you so I think it's I think it's really important for folks to sort of evaluate where they want to be in their lives and make steps towards uh, achieving that and and I, and I don't mean that to be some sort of uh, you know it's not it's not impossible just stay focused yeah I always say you blend kind of you take your passion and you blend it with patience and perseverance. And, and you should be able to uh, you know outlast those who who gave up.
0: <laughs> That's funny way to think about it, don't I'm be the, like that. Don't be
5: the guy to give up. Don't be the one giving up. Stay focused. Stay stay passionate. Or, or or feed your patience and passion and feed your patience and perseverance with your passion. It doesn't always have to be in making the thing, right? Yeah. Kind of a, a blend, braid those three things together, and I think you'll be all right. And you'll be happy. You might not be rich, but you'll be happy. That's the more important thing. You know, it's a cliche, but it's true.
0: It's true. Uh, we mentioned very briefly before, Vero, uh, something that you're a part of, and so is Zach. And you yeah. tell me more about being a social ambassador for that. Yeah, I mean, it,
5: we're friends with the with the guy who founded it or co-founded it. And to me, it just, you, everyone's seen maybe the social dilemma and, and everyone was talking about it, but no one changed the thing. Everybody, the network effect and the addictions of, of Instagram and Facebook and what have you are, are so deep that, that I just decided I'm giving up Facebook, I'm gonna abandon my Instagram and I'm, going to, and I'm going to use this service that mimics my real life experience of friendship uh, better than anything I've used. It, it, your friends aren't an audience, your friends are a resource and your friends are an inspiration. And I think we need to return to those ideas. Um, everybody's distorted their experience of their lives through mediating and pretending and and sharing. But but really, it's um, Vero to me solves the problem of of bringing French true friendship and true social engagement into a digital realm, right? As best as possible. Obviously, the real thing is. Is what you're what you should really seek, and uh, and then Vero then mimics that the best of any of them. And look, it's it's free for now, right? Um, and it would be free for anybody who signs up. Later on, it would be subscription based. And I think we're going to see more of that from the other services. So so get ready. Anyway, I think they're just ahead of the curve. It's really beautiful. It's elegant. It's smart. It's it is what it is. And I'm super anti Facebook and Instagram. And I don't know why more people aren't, but I understand the addictions.
0: Yeah, it's I like that you base it around friendship. And I think that's been a running theme throughout this whole talk that I've had with you and just your career. So thank you for sitting down with me, Clay. I had a great time talking to you. Uh,
5: Likewise. Well, all the best to you. And uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. If you're just tuning in now, I just wrapped up an interview with Clay Enos on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. I've been Kenny Horn. Thank you for listening and make sure to tune in to our other shows.
7: Goodbye. Hey, you're listening to 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, where music stays cool. Cooler than a dog on a skateboard. Oh, okay, I'd take that back, but we're still pretty cool.
8: You're tuned in to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, and you're joining us for an incredibly special and monumental moment in WMSC history. The final show that every student awaits to speak on air, share their stories one last time, We're here on a semi-beautiful morning, Wednesday, June 2nd, Hump Day, and we are honoring our seniors, or more so soon-to-be graduates, as they walk in just a few days. My name is Kaya Masiak, the current station manager, and the person behind the soundboard uh, making this happen is Kenny Horn, our current Morning Buzz producer. Hi, Kenny.
0: Hi. I'm scared to mess up. I'm in front of a bunch of people that are about to graduate. They're better than me. Ah, No, I'm just kidding.
8: Uh, I'm really and, excited to be I mean, here. <laughs> I'm already messing up because I don't know how to. Oh, do not disturb, take off my notifications. Perfect. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys are hearing the messaging. Anyway, uh, before we introduce our seniors, as they wait anxiously on the other end, I just want to take a moment to congratulate each senior for being incredibly brave and patient for handling this past year and w- what is one of the most challenging times in our lifetime. Uh And, you know, and you guys are the one and only, the one and only class of 2021. So, and I hope that the resilience that you earned will serve you throughout your journey. No one said it's going to get easier from this point on, but you are more than capable of handling the curveballs that will be thrown at you because you are WMSV strong. Yes, that was cringy. Kenny, (laughs) do you have any, do you have anything to say? Yeah, of course
0: I I I have... I feel like I could talk forever about them. All these people that we have on today, even if I haven't met you, they've affected me in some way because I, as much as I am now the producer for Morning Buzz, I haven't been here all that long. I've been here for two semesters and now going through a summer. So I've been really affected by all of these people and I'm very thankful to be able to talk to them. And they really have set the pace for me to be able to, do what I do. So I'm really looking forward to talking to everybody.
8: Yeah. And I don't know about you, but uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be incredibly emotional. I've listened to the senior send offs, you know, in the past two years of my time here and every single person that comes in here, I, I mean, WMC gravitates and literally pulls such incredible and genuine people just one of a kind that they're you will not find They're all <laughs> so good. Uh, so I think it's time to introduce our seniors, right? I mean, they're here. Uh, you guys can turn on your cameras uh, with, with each person that I introduce. Hi, Philippe, you can go first. Uh, so- Wait,
0: Kaya, real quick.
8: Yeah, yeah. You can hear
9: me, right?
0: <laughs> no, Philippe, you know, go.
8: Nice job. Nice job. Um, Yeah, so Philippe has dedicated his time to the morning buzz with his equally hilarious friend, Tara Chichetti, and he is also the host of The Silent Planet. And Philippe, we have a little surprise for you.
9: You're listening to 90.3 WMSE Upper Montclair. My name is Philippe Costa. Don't you ever forget that, or there will be consequences. And this is The Silent Planet, where I bring you the best rock and roll, punk rock. What did I even just say?
7: Punk Rotch. I wish you people at home could have seen the Zoom call as soon as that song came on. I wish
9: you people at home could see us when we were in the studio, because we do that in the studio, too. Oh, yeah. Behind the board, some twerp came on, some breakbot came on, anything that was funky, and I'd be going crazy. I'd look like a maniac. Even, even after I graduate, I'm going to just be like, pull into WMSC. You seen that one gif of the coach walking into the like the locker room and he's like old white guy kind of crouching down yeah. and then he jumps <laughs> in and it's like ah that's going to be me. The difference between the weekend shows here at WMSC and the normal week shows is that there each each slot has has its own theme for example. So there's slots for news, there's slots for sports, there's slots for, you know, alternative, there's slots for EDM, there's slots for this and for that. During the week is all the specialty shows where basically people will play whatever they want. Which, again, I'm here to play my own music and I know very much that I very I lean in the alternative rock section. I lean in rock and roll, punk. But there's so much on my phone and, and in my playlists and on my YouTube. You no, know, you know, listen to some K-pop, listen to some just regular pop, listen to some rap and hip-hop. Plenty of... One do what you want. That's punk. That's what rock and roll is about. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the silent plan. I've been your host, Philippe Costa. We will see you next week with a new episode and new music, but yeah. See you everybody.
8: That was Philippe.
9: (laughs) Didn't expect that at
10: all. Hold on.
8: Yeah. Do you have, do you have anything to say? Uh, And any opening remarks?
9: And you hear me now? Yes, yes, go. I hear Okay, I was having problems with the the audio box. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> it's been uh, a minute at least since I've been in studio or anything. So a few months, um, you know. It's yeah. I, I came into I was introduced to WMSC before I was even a student here um, with Tara. She had her own show around the time Annabella first joined the the station. And then, you know, from there, when I finally got on campus, I'm like, let me give this shot. She'll be fun. And then that was fall 2016, four years later, graduating fall 2020. And uh, yeah, I mean, speaks for itself in terms of how, how long I stuck around. Um, I clearly enjoyed my time here, clearly met some great people, both um, people here with me now in terms of the other seniors people that are still at the station and then people that have you know come and gone in the past so yeah I mean it's very bittersweet I'll give it that
8: and trust me the we still have an hour long of bittersweet nostalgia you know my goal is to make every single person in this in this call cry (laughs) I'm totally kidding you're not Uh,
0: you're not kidding
8: no I'm not (laughs) yeah we know uh, Annabella is texting and she's like, Great. And we know Annabella, she is a teddy bear. So I can't wait until she turns her camera on. But Philippe, stick around. We'll move on to the next person. Uh, let's go to Tyler Stampone. I mean, he was the host of the famous The Rock Block, the one and only Tyler Stampone. How are you, dude? How
11: are you doing, Kai? I'm good. Thank you.
8: Hey, I got to say right now, while we're on air, I'm sorry for almost preempting your show on the last day. You know, oh. you didn't deserve that. You're a great show. And oh. I have a special surprise for you. And it was when I was going through some of your shows, I went all the way back to like, I don't know, man, February, uh, that you have just incredible like mic quality and you carry yourself so well on on air. And it's pretty awesome. I wish I listened <laughs> to your show more. Thank you. All right,
11: here we go. All right, all right, all right. Thank you very much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're now tuned into The Rock Block with your host, Tyler Stampone. And guys, I'm so excited to be a part of the kickoff event this year for World College Radio Day. Deck the halls, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening and welcome to the very, very special Halloween edition of The Rock Block. You already know it because I told you last week. I know you were listening. Don't lie to me. I know you were listening. Election Day special of the Rock Block. I'm your host, Tyler Stampone. Of course, you already knew that. And I'm coming to you from the remote bunker, the remote election bunker. Now, guys, I just want to preface this really quick. I am pre-recorded this evening. I do not know the results of the election. I was trying to figure out i was asked to make my show this week college radio day themed so i'm sitting here thinking okay what can i do to celebrate the spirit of college radio and college all together and what i've come up with for tonight's show is a little riff on a playlist where we're going to be going through some rock anthems And, like, songs that you would hear at sporting events, other college functions. Pretty much, if you haven't heard one of these songs, you've never gone to a public function, ever. Oh, well, well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. The series finale of The Rock Block is here. I, of course, am your host, Tyler Stampone. And it gives me both pain and pleasure, I suppose, to say this is the end. Well, alright guys, I don't even know what to say at this point. Is this the part where I thank the academy, I thank mom and dad, I thank everyone at the station? I don't know, what do I do here, guys? mm Hmm... Well, okay, yes, let's thank the Academy, let's thank Mom and Dad, let's thank my Noma, Papa, Grandma Judy, let's thank everybody there. Thank you WMSC for letting me do the show, it's been a pleasure, a joy, the occasional frustration... I will keep rocking on and I hope all of you do too. So for the last time, this has been the rock block. This has been Tyler Stampone on WMSC Upper Montclair, New Jersey, signing off.
8: Tyler! Woo! Oh,
11: <laughs> hey there. Thank you for making that.
8: Yeah, of course. It was, you are literally so funny. It's I honestly wish that I I like I said, I wish that I listened to all of your shows more.
11: <laughs> Not that uh, I was program director or anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um well I, I I I can just only say it's it's um as I've said on the show, is it, it was such a pleasure uh doing it. I and I thank you for the comment about being funny. I kind of don't try to do that it's 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 a a natural thing but um the one person i'd really like to thank is my mother and i know she's listening hi mom um
8: hi miss stampone
11: yeah she she is the uh basically the main and pretty much only reason i joined the radio station at college she did college radio um a very short while ago um and um I just thought it'd be funny to, to do it too. And uh, I didn't know I'd end up hosting a show for my entire time. I, I did the, the little training program the first semester I was here, which was four years ago. And then the next semester I started doing a show at 10 at night, mind you. And um, it's just evolved so much and we had the whole remote version which was pretty funny to do and um another joy of mine was getting to be a trainer and um training some of the people that are currently and will soon take over the station so um i'm I'm proud to have you know played a part in shaping their sort of tenures at the station as well so i'm just so thankful um thanks guys
8: one of the things that I left out because it didn't meet the time cut was your special thanks to Ryan and Tim for being occasional guests. So <laughs> another, another shout out to them if they're listening.
11: Yes, I, I would, I would shout them out as well. Um, I think, I, I I think during my time in college, I, I kind of sort of evolved from being, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm such an introverted person or an extroverted person, but being an only child, being by myself a lot, I, you know, tend. yeah, I, I, I think, so you understand, I, I tend to, you know, enjoy solidarity. And, um, but speaking on air, I, I, for some reason it came to me very naturally. Um, and I think it really helped me sort of be more of a socializer, more of a talker. And um, so having, having guests on the show, um, those two were the most frequent. And my father came in once or twice. And um, just having them there to be able to talk and converse on the show beyond playing the music, um, it really gave me the full experience. And I, I think overall, my time for various reasons will help me more in life than I probably could realize right now.
8: Yeah, Tyler, shout out to both Mr. and Miss Dampone, but save a little <laughs> bit of that for later because we're still oh. be asking you guys some questions.
11: Oh, I thought we were given the whole life. No, story, not oh.
8: yet. You have to now, as we go through the next senior, are going to have to start thinking of more answers. We're going more in depth. Like I said, everyone is crying today. Um, <laughs>
11: I'll think of something.
8: <laughs> awesome. All right. We're going to move on to the next senior or soon to be graduate, and that is Brian Crespo. He is the host of A Blast from the Past, and he scored an interview with Kurt Travis and many more. It is the one and only Brian Crespo. Turn on your camera, man. How are you?
12: I'm good. I'm good. How about you guys? How's everything? Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Brian, I'm so happy to talk to you. (laughs) I've been on your show a couple of times. I'm happy to talk to you. Kenny's been on my show a couple of times. I've had a couple of people on the show.
8: Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Well, I have a surprise for you also, Brian. You ready? All right. All right.
12: And 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, you're listening to A Blast from the Past, and I'm your host, Brian Crespo. 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. You're listening to A Blast from the Past, and I'm your host, Brian Crespo. Welcome back to another edition of the show. Welcome back to another edition of A Blast from the Past. I am your host, Brian Crespo, and today, this week, I'm getting better and better with these guests, and I'm telling you, shoot your (laughs) shot, folks. Shoot your shot. (laughs) I'm going to go out with a banger. (laughs) 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, you're listening to A Blast from the Past, which is, unfortunately my final show for the semester and possibly my college radio career but no worries we're gonna end out with a banger today folks i am for those who follow me i've been following me for the past two years probably two and a half i'm not sure i've been doing mostly within scene music and i always want to have both of them but you know i'm happy with one half but still, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have him. So I'm welcomed today by the legendary Sam of State of the Scene Podcast. How are you today?
5: I'm wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that intro.
12: This has been a blast in the past. So, <laughs> guys, be rock solid right now. <laughs> Kurt, thank you. No problem, man. Yeah, anytime. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, take care, and stay safe. And this has been Blast from the Past, folks. I'm your host, Brian Crossbow, and I will see you all next week. Take care.
8: Stay rock solid, Brian. That was my favorite phrase.
12: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was uh, it's a dance game and dance pun, so it's I think it fit well for that interview.
8: Yeah, I mean some of the things that you were throwing out was hilarious. Uh Brian, I mean, do you have any opening remarks? Anything that you'd like to say? I
12: uh, sorry. I can't. sorry about
3: that.
12: Oh <laughs> um, so opening remarks.
8: Are you at work,
12: Brian? I'm currently right now with my students on their brain break.
3: Oh,
8: okay. Well that's a side note
12: that that's a side so, so note. I'm also a substitute teacher, so
8: oh cool. Oh. What subject?
12: Elementary school.
8: Oh, that's so cute. Oh. I could hear them. I know, yeah. I hear know, all I, of them.
12: I was doing so many things during my, my college radio career. I was doing mm-hmm. work. I was doing this. You know, sometimes I record it even from school.
8: Man, I see all of them in the background. I just want like, to say hi to them. shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll come I, we'll come back to you little, when it's a little bit, you know, more, <laughs> a little less, hef- <laughs> less, less hectic as elementary school is. But no, I got time. You're, yeah, you got time? That's yeah, good. I got time. We, we need your time. We need everyone's time. And moving on to the next senior. I mean, Kenny, you take it away. I mean, Thank I've been talking you. too much. <laughs>
0: We our next senior is George Jam Gochin, who I heavily associate with my time at WMSC when I first started doing the morning buzz, my first time ever on air for anything. He was the one to send me the link in the script and it was kind of like I felt like being a part of station. And George, I want you to know that. So we are join, joined joined. I combined his name with his with the word joined. We are joined by George Jamgosh. And, George, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I am so excited to talk to you. Thank you very much, Kenny. So, do you want to tell us, you know, your opening remarks? Or
6: Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, this is uh, – <laughs> this really means a lot to see you and Kaya again um, and hopefully maybe one for one more year. Um, but I'll oh, hold on a second. Uh, can you guys hear me? Is my audio yeah, good? Yeah, we
0: got you. We got you. Okay. Don't worry.
6: Awesome. Just making sure. But yeah, um, I've had so many awesome memories at WMSC. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna date myself. Uh, I, I'm so old that my first ever WMSC meeting was at Dixon Hall, which is like you know nobody goes there anymore. But um, you know, I feel I, I feel like that. You know, if you want, if if I wanted to get involved in something, radio was definitely uh, the the coolest thing, and and also uh, the coolest thing because you know I wanted to try something that I haven't done before. And with radio, I mean, Studio A always looks very, you know, it, it's 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 like I'm making, it makes me feel right at home with all the the posters on the wall, the sample logs, the turntables, the mics. Um, But, you know, I, 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 you know, I will be back one day and I, I, when that day comes, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. You have no idea.
8: It's going to be soon, George. You're always welcome back. (laughs) If we're, if you're not, we're going to come to you. (laughs) So George,
0: we have, I I would say a surprise for you, but I'm pretty sure you know exactly what we're going to do. So Kaya, take it away.
8: All right.
13: Welcome to The Morning Buzz. I'm George Jim Gochin. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, everybody. Hey, didn't see you there. Welcome back, everyone, to The Morning Buzz. I'm George Jim Gochin. We have a job to do. Let's get down to business. Dun, dun, dun. You know, when you're, if you're in Hawaii, it's hard to feel not happy. Hula dancing and, you know, you can spend time by the beach. Good morning, everyone. How you doing? Glad you could join us here on The Morning Buzz. My name is George Jim Gochin, and oh, Facebook. Hi, Facebook. New Jersey, which received a total of 64.10 points, has the lowest share of adult depression compared to West Virginia, which is the highest, the study says. New Jersey, tied with New York, also reportedly has the lowest suicide rate and the third lowest divorce rate. Ryan Trick, our producer, says, I feel like New Jersey is known for its bad traffic, high blood pressure, and Italians. And high blood pressure, I mean, yes, I, I could see, I mean, with all the cannolis shops and all the bakeries and all that stuff. Well, you know what? I like my cannolis. I love cannolis. They're a great dessert.
6: <laughs> yeah.
13: Please have a good day, stay safe, and eat your vitamins. All you need is peace and love. Peace and love everybody. You know, the, the classic Ringo philosophy, peace and love. And I want to say, if Morning Buzz, if the WMC is not in your radio, then your radio really is none. Guys, once again, I'm George M. Gochin. I want to see everyone from the radio station again. You know, I miss you guys.
8: George, can you explain that that quote? What is it? If the radio is none,
6: oh yeah, if W love that radio, then your radio really isn't on. So, I actually I got that from there was a famous DJ back in the seventy back in the seventies named Frankie Crocker, who was part of WBLs, and my dad listened to him in the seventies. He play all this, you know, the OJs, the Spinners, Gladys Knight, you know, disco R and B. And so he, you know, he turned me on to uh, my dad. Turned me on to Frankie Crocker. I I, I listened to his, his old shows, and I'm like, this sounds cool. And then he, and then he had he signed off with, his, if Frankie Crocker is on your radio, then your radio is on. And that's where I got it from. And uh, at the end of every show, he played a song called "Moody's Mood for Love," and that's what I did with my show. So, you know, some old school radio, and you know, that's my ode to it.
8: It's that, and it's and it's the Russian accent, you know? We're that, going down on a Thursday. Kaya, Kaya, <laughs> Kaya. What? That was
0: not a Russian accent in that video. That was an audio thing. Cool. That, that was Kaya. That's, he said Ringo. That's the Beatles. Beatles are from England. That is common knowledge, Kaya. Seriously. Was... You are literally the station manager of a music radio station.
8: Well, if you say it like that, thank you. My confidence just boosted. Through the roof. (laughs) Anyway, before I do more harm, (laughs) uh, George, thank you so much for coming on here today. And stick around because we are going to be asking you guys a couple of questions. So, you know, start thinking of those answers, whatever those answers are to those questions that you don't know of. Yes, that makes sense. That is my phrase. Um, But the next person I would like to introduce is Haley Rooney. Hi, Haley. She is our previous digital marketing director and has been a loyal member of the digital marketing team since I joined the station. I would always see her in the office, you know, by like the whiteboard and Molly and Alyssa were planning stuff and Haley was always there and uh, you know, sometimes it was just Haley, but she was there. Uh, and I didn't know this about you, but you actually transferred in fall of 2019 and you're also a communication media arts major like me. That's pretty awesome.
14: I am, yeah. Um, yeah, I transferred in the fall of 2019 and I remember when I toured Montclair the first time, I was in the School of Comm, which just opened and I remember seeing signs for college radio day And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So I started following WMSC on Instagram. um, And then I knew I wanted to join this station as soon as I transferred in. I remember going to like the first meeting of the semester um, and there were so many people packed into the little fishbowl and I get, you know, I'm very shy, I'm very introverted but I just like felt comfortable right away with everyone. Like I didn't know anyone but they were still coming up to me and talking to me like asking what teams I wanted to join. and that's just really how it is at WMSC. Like everyone's so welcoming and so helpful to like figure out what you want to do. So I really appreciated that.
8: Once you, once you go to WMSC, you can't turn back.
14: No, you know? yeah, you're
8: stuck <laughs> you in and you're just like organizations on campus besides WMSC. What is that? What, what, yeah.
14: there's I mean, no what such else thing would you
8: want. <laughs> um, so Haley, you haven't actually been on air too much, but. I managed to pull this piece. It was oh, no. <laughs> it was called Questions for Petrina and it was about an article that Petrina was writing and that is the current digital marketing director now. So it's a little bit more sentimental, but you know, you talk about your senior experience and I think it's something that we all need to reflect on. So here we go.
14: Hi, my name is Haley Rooney and I'm the digital marketing director at WMSC and a current senior at Montoya State University living on campus. I currently live in Fenwick Hall in the Village at MSU. Right now, resident students are frustrated with res life and the policies they are enforcing. With the current situation, I think that the school is only thinking about themselves and not the students, especially the ones on campus. It's kind of lonely on campus and I feel like I lost a whole year of my college experience. Personally, this past school year has been tough. I transferred to MSU last fall and I made a few friends before COVID started and we went remote. Um, I thought coming back to campus last fall would be somewhat normal and I would be able to meet more people here. I have a feeling that Montclair will require students to get the COVID vaccine in the fall 2021 semester, especially the ones living on campus. They required students to get the flu shot in the fall of 2020 so I don't think it'll be much different. As a senior graduating this semester, I really hope that things are better for students next school year. This past school year, especially the spring semester, was really tough and not that enjoyable on campus. I hope that the school listens to its students moving forward and makes this an enjoyable place to live and come to classes.
8: Yeah, I mean, that's such a real part of this year was the fact that we were all isolated at one point by ourselves, you know, last year of school. And you kind of nailed that in your questions for for that article regarding the policies that were enforced during, during the semester during the semester. See, I choked up because, (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, there's, we definitely going to ask you guys a question related to that. And I feel like we can all kind of dive into that a little bit deeper, but that was awesome. And it's nice to see you on air. It's nice to hear you on air too. You have a very nice voice, Haley.
14: Thank you. I was definitely a more of behind the scenes person and I enjoyed that. That's what I like doing, but so
8: a little bit on air is good. (laughs) All right. So Our next senior, and again, uh, Kenny has worked very close with this senior, so I think only to do this person justice is to have Kenny introduce this next person.
0: I'm so excited. Amanda Marino, she is the person who taught me what to do and more importantly, what not to do as a Morning Buzz producer, and she has affected me huge about my journey in the radio station, and I am so happy to welcome her for the senior send-off. Amanda, please come on. What is up?
8: Show thyself.
0: <laughs> Show- yes.
15: <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, yes, we can. We awesome, like awesome. Headphones.
0: Amanda taught so, me the you. board that's right i wouldn't be that
15: was a story too we he learned the last week that i was at the station and but he did it and he passed and he's good he's good to go he's gonna rock it and he has been rocking it because he from the moment i left which was only a few weeks ago like kenny and kyle went full force into the next semester for the summer and they have been killing it
8: So do you listen to the morning buzz still? Like, Of course. And of you like course. wake up like clockwork, do you feel like? You know, you're oh, like, oh. Oh, that, that's
15: never going to go away now, I think, because <laughs> I like got so used to waking up super early. And now like my alarm, I'm like, wait, my alarm doesn't even have to go off anymore because I'm like, oh, wait, why am I up at this hour? I don't have the buzz anymore. And yet I'm still getting up. But yeah, it was such a huge part of being at the station for me, obviously. And uh, yeah.
8: So, Amanda, we have something for you as well. You ready? No, I'm not. (laughs) All right, let's go. Let's let's go to it. (laughs) Good morning, all.
15: You are listening to The Morning Buzz, and we have a great show full of news and entertainment. Good morning. You're listening to The Morning Buzz here at 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, New Jersey. The whole like money thing, obviously theater has its own economy. I wasn't even just noting theater though. I was definitely saying like arts in general, like a lot of films and stuff had to be postponed and that's a whole economy right there is film production and things like that. And it was important to note too that I know uh, Governor Murphy also tweeted yesterday that there was never really a capacity on outdoor dining and that was something that people I guess were questioning because they're like oh we can only have a certain amount of people it's like as long as people are distanced you're allowed to have a like your decent amount of people Thank you for everyone for tuning into this edition of The Morning of Buzz here at 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Good morning. You're listening to The Morning Buzz here. Like, I don't know if we like look back last year and maybe it was because we had a lot of other things still starting to like happen with like, you know, the coronavirus that I felt like last year was like a very mild winter. Like, I felt like I was wearing like my like spring jacket, like all the way in like March and stuff like that. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> good morning all i hope it's a good morning for everyone out there my name is amanda marina for anyone that missed the beginning of the show this is my last tuesday edition of the morning buzz where i'll be hosting i just want to thank you guys for a great semester i hope you guys all finish finals well and i can't wait to see what you guys do with the buzz Hi, Amanda. <laughs> I just I want to thank who because you just said ed, uh, you messaged in the co- our chat thing on Zoom that Kenny edited this. Yeah, Kenny. That's thank right. God you didn't go back to my show. <laughs> I,
0: I I wanted to, but I couldn't You're find it. For me. I couldn't <gasps> find it. Kenny, you could have to.
8: asked me. I could have sent you some when sparks fly. <gasps> I could have sent you. A a oh moment. goodness, I, that a would have. Time.
0: That.
8: Watch that out!
15: I can pull had... it up right now. <laughs> so that would have had me like so like. Oh, um, uh but yeah that was awesome thank you so much for that it was a little trip down memory lane a little bit so thank you kenny and kaya for that
8: of course and wow it's already ten thirty-five. wow that went by so fast and we still have so much to do but our last person is the one and only the station josh aka josh joshua Torado, the station he was a news team member and then went into production programming and then yeah station manager and no big deal he's one of the reasons why we won best college radio station in the nation and also took the award of best program director as well what's up how are you
7: hello don't forget best use of sound effects oh
8: best use of sound effects for wmc diminish my
7: resume right there hello it is i josh aka josh this is the earliest i've been up in about like a week or two so i'm here
8: yeah and you're awake so i was thinking right so you're the station so can i be Mm -hmm. the manager
7: no the station is an independent (gasps) nickname you know kind of like the (sighs) mountain
8: i just call myself the the manager. No,
7: okay. you got to earn that nickname though. Kyle. No, because I earn- thought
8: we were the dynamic. Do- anyway, uh, so I also have a surprise for you. And I, I was doing I was doing some soul searching and through through the Google Drive. And I found a file called Josh Anniversary from freshman year. Let's, let's just take a listen, guys.
7: Hi, my name is Joshua Torado. I'm assistant production director here at WMSC. I want to do that again. Hold up. Hi, my name is Joshua Torado. Uh, No, that's wrong, too. Hi, my name is Joshua Torado. I am a senior at Montclair State University studying television and digital media with a concentration in audio and sound design. Hi, my name is Joshua Torado. I'm assistant production here at WMSC. And, you know, WMSC means a lot to me. I'm only a freshman here at Montclair State University. I've only been here for two semesters, but still, I don't know where I would be without it. Everyone here is so kind and accepting. It's honestly, it's honestly a family, you know? Like, I don't know where I was going with that. Hey, you're listening to 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, where music stays cool. Cooler than a dog on a skateboard. Okay, I take that back, but... We're still pretty cool. And you know, there's so many great people here. I've only been here. I keep saying I've only been here. There's so many great people here that I didn't get a chance to know since I'm only a freshman. But I'm already feeling sad that they're gone. Mike Grippa, Mike Stringham, Sam Flesher. I was just going to start naming all the seniors, but I don't know them. Gina Bakri, Austin Resnick. They're all such nice people. I'm going to miss them so much. We'll be back like before. We will start to stream and so much more. For your love, for your praise. And we'll be broadcasting for days. When we're on, I'll be glad. So tune in to 90.3 you M-S-C. I can't wait for 2020 to be over what was the first rhyme again happy anniversary WMSC I love you yeah <laughs> Josh?
0: Josh can I play something as a memory of you sure oh yeah air
7: horns that's in there because of me you know uh Josh, a what's lot, the rhyme in there? What was the rhyme with something morning buzz? Oh. It was a joke. Um, I read it and <laughs> wrote it in the script because it, it fit the syllables. And I thought it was funny. And I think Annabella tried to edit it because she didn't think that that was what I was actually going to say.
8: But he she did it anyway. it
7: anyway. I did it anyway because <laughs> it was funny. It's like Haha, something morning buzz because it kind of breaks the fourth. watts a little funny. But yeah, you know, I, wanted you,
8: I wanted you to say it in person on the morning buzz, you know, so uh, you know, uh, anyway, I sing it
7: once. You know, that's it. You know I'm glad you you found those those early things. You know every year it shows you that every year you'll be forced to record some sappy thing for the anniversary even though you don't really know the people. You're going to be forced to record it and you heard some of my my flub ups, you know. Um you forgot your from name. the beginning I was very particular of what I wanted and I used to spend a lot of time in the recording making sure everything sounded right. And I put in a lot of hard work and dedication.
0: Can I ask you a question, Josh? No. This is something I've been wondering for a while. No, no,
7: yeah, you can. Yeah.
0: Where did Josh, aka Josh, come from?
7: Oh, where did that come from? I've explained this. Story. You know, similar to George's homage to radio, mine was an homage to YouTube, which influenced me a lot growing up. YouTube, uh, youtube I used to watch, he just, um, he called himself that, his name, aka his name. And he got that just from, just because it was a stupid joke and I was like yeah that is a stupid joke it's funny so I'm gonna say it and then I think I said that on my ADJ test and the music director at the time Austin Resnick he was like oh that's very funny I was like is it so then I kept saying it and then everybody started calling me that
8: there was a lot more that I had to trim out but there were a lot of laughs and there was a lot of it's lit all the time i think that was like your that was your thing and you kept calling everyone dog too i was like wow freshman josh i would have wanted i would have wanted to meet you
7: <laughs> my randy jackson phase.
8: yeah um but yeah guys we went please turn your cameras on we've been through every single senior in this call i believe yeah brian's in a classroom that's pretty awesome
12: of course, you know, man, <laughs> education first, guys, education first.
8: Right. And as soon, Ty, Tyler know. has his whole getup. Philippe has green headphones. That's pretty awesome. Um, I'm here boring with silver ones. Annabella Poland is here also. How incredible. So we have 18 minutes left. And I mean, I kept hyping up this question. So here's the deal. I'm going to ask you a question and everyone's going to say it in a couple of words, you know, keep it short. I know we're radio people and we can't really keep things short, but, you know, I think we could try. So here's the question. Um, If there was, like, one takeaway, and obviously, you know, consider the global pandemic, like, you know, it happened. It's here still. uh, What is the one takeaway that you have from your last year at MSU and WMSE? Whoever would like to go first, just go for it. Honestly, Professor the, Brian, what's up, <laughs>
12: Professor Brian? Okay, <laughs> uh, I think the one thing I can just take away is just you know, it was a, a double one thing I could take away from WMSC was the fact that I got the bond with so many people I didn't know, and I think it brought me closer actually to those virtually, like with you, for example. You know, like even if it was like, hey, I'm gonna send you my show late, like sorry, but still, it brought me closer to you. <laughs> So I think like the fact that I think it brought me more, it communicated me more and sure. I think it taught me a, a, a lesson in like reach out to others, you know, my because dad, you never know. Is my mom is just try to reach out me. and yeah, you know, just try to reach out and do the best that you can do.
8: They, deadlines man deadlines say hi to the, the teacher behind early. you i could hear someone speaking <laughs> no,
12: that's just the computer actually
8: oh that's the computer oh yeah. he's like i'm teaching this classroom in automation <laughs> right now i'm just behind nice. this computer <laughs> <laughs> um yeah cool brian oh who would like to go next
9: um uh, for me i think the biggest thing that i took out of this last year i know i wasn't here for this semester but we'll ignore that um is that we really can do anything, you know? We can really, if we put our minds to it, we can do that. I mean, onset of the pandemic, we took a break for a little bit and through the help of, you know, everyone at the station plus Annabella, plus um, Adam, you know, we kept going on air, we were still on air. You know, we, we had Annabella working from home and working from, Um, the studio and the office. We had Adam in the studio. I mean, I don't think we would have been anywhere without the two of them. And then the rest of us, once we finally were able to go in and actually be in studio and still wake up every morning, still get on Zoom, put it together. um, Shows not just the station, but all of us as a whole, all of us that are still going to be here, all of us that are graduating out, all of us that have come before. um, We can do a lot more than we can realize. And to be able to kind of, show that through the pandemic really shows you know i think we can handle whatever comes next
8: hashtag wmc strong we need to use that i know it's cringy annabelle is like looking at me like i have two heads i mean she's
7: been trying to do this for like two years don't let her now that she has the the platform of being station manager thinks she thinks she can push it forward is there a point i I will come back and smite you all right took
8: station manager. wait i worked my way up to station manager for that hashtag just so yeah. she
7: can use wmsc <laughs> strong absolutely not
8: you know what i'm gonna do a feature all right and i'm gonna send it to josh toronto and, ha- and have you judge it um i'm not gonna listen to it no, that's fine you listen you listen to it i know you're my friend uh amanda <laughs>
15: um i was just gonna say like with Going off of what Philippe said, like, I mean, most of my whole college radio experience, and this is really sad to say, was virtual. Um, I was there four weeks before the pandemic really hit. And um, obviously it was in studio and in the office and stuff, you know, during the pandemic and stuff. But I feel like being on virtual and having to handle communication through Discord and through text message and having to not the ability to be in person with everybody made it like more of a challenge, but also rewarding. Cause I feel like it helped us grow more as people and build more skills going forward. Like, you know, now entering into the job field, like I get to explain to people that we took a show live five days a week during the middle of a pandemic and we were still getting an audience and managing all that kind of stuff. So I think that's like something that not everybody could say they could do. And I feel like that was, it wasn't easy but it was definitely something that I think even if we continue doing radio or not, it's something that you can continue on with and help make you grow as a person and an individual. So
8: one of the things that persisted was morning buzz, you know, after, after the, you know, during spring break, when the pandemic hit the summertime, that was literally the show of the morning buzz. That was the, one of the things that we knew that we can count on and was carrying our station through right? Uh, It was keeping our station alive. And it had a lot to do with you and Ryan, Amanda, you guys persisted. So a great thank you to you guys. We'll never forget your work at all. And everyone will always know you as like, you know, the pandemic morning buzz heroes, right?
15: <laughs> we'll also say being virtual and and especially, I think Kai, you were mentioning it earlier of being alone, like in that first few months of like, really, there was nothing going on. We were able to build this connection. Like I got really close with Philippe and George here, like doing online stuff, you know, and like, I never really met them in person. I still never really met them in person, but I'm like, and hey, that's crazy to think about, but I feel like I have a whole relationship with you guys because- we met online and we were able to make a show together each day and each week. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful because I feel like some of these relationships are relationships I'll have with you guys for a while, for a long time. So
8: thank you. Make sure to exchange phone numbers, guys, LinkedIn requests, everything. Now, now is your chance. Drop you it in the gotta chat You just got to run below. into each other at a Foo when
9: Fighters concert.
0: That's it. When I think of friendship. <laughs> I think of <laughs> yes. LinkedIn.
8: Um, yeah. George is next. George, what's up? I have to stop saying that. <laughs> George, you're next.
6: <laughs> yeah. So I would say that one of the things I took away was just learning how to work together because I was um, fortunate enough to be part of the SMT my sophomore year and just learning how to, you know, just go off of a, a symbiotic relationship. You know, e- even if, you know, you're working with someone who's, who's a, in, in a different position, you know, just trying to work together and communicating. And, um, and how important it is to to make something work and uh, I was fortunate enough to work with some awesome awesome people on the sports team my freshman year, and they sort of helped me um, get get prepared for you know what i I would do as 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 a sports announcer play by play announcer and um, and also just the I, I you never really realize how, the, the amount of fun you have in, in in four years like it's it's just like i mean uh i'm gonna i'm gonna remind josh of the shadow realm when we uh we did the yugioh uh battle uh, at like 4 a.m you know that was that was a lot of fun um but look you know the the, the station that it was it was the perfect outlet for working together and also getting getting started in something. And I definitely think that it, it, it helped me out on, in the long run, uh, just like it might've helped some of you out.
8: Great, George. Absolutely. Look at that smile. <laughs> I need to see your face more often. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that next semester is going to be different and that, you know, I don't want to declare you guys alumni as yet, but, um, you know, that we're going to see each other no matter what, if that means that we're all going to be in a lawn and a great big lawn on Montclair state campus, it's going to happen. And just know that, you know, it's, it, we're going to see each other soon you know, and that's all I want to say because I'm going to start getting emotional myself and that is not the rule. No. Um, but yes, let's, oh my gosh, it's already 10:50. Wow. Uh, who would like to go next? We have, we have a couple of seniors here. I'm going to start calling people out. Uh, Brian. Haley said
0: she would go after George. Who? Haley did.
14: Oh, Haley
8: go for it girl.
14: Okay. It was kind of similar to what, uh, George had to say with teamwork, but you know, This whole team is so dedicated to what, you know, any work that they had, there was always something going on that everyone would work so hard on. And it was just like awesome seeing that. Like I've never met such a hardworking group of individuals before. And like, it was awesome to be a part of that. I love promoting everyone's shows and interviews and all the events happening because there was so much like passion behind everything. And it was just awesome to see. And I can't wait to see like what happens in the future with you guys. Thank you, right? Haley.
8: Thank you, Haley. Go ahead, Tyler.
11: Well, for me, it was always about um, expressiveness. And I, I think that's, um, that's a very important word that I think a lot of you can can consider. Um, whether, see, to me, the only thing that, from my perspective, that that really happened in regards to COVID was I lost the spontaneity that was a live show. And I really had to think about what it was I was doing, saying, playing on air, um, but I always tried to kind of retain the core of what what I thought the show would be, and you know what I thought my contribution to the radio station could be, um, and I, I, it's 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 just crazy to think. Um, uh, and I said, it, I said this earlier that I, I think each of us are, we don't realize we're, we're all very young 20 somethings, I'm sure. And I think 20 years down the line, we might recall a memory from the radio station, um, something we did someone we met, and it will have shaped us in some way. And and um, I'm very excited to find the moment um, back in the future.
8: And I feel like it'll come in like blips. Like it'll be very random. Like you are probably just going through your day and out of nowhere, a pop school reminds you of something that you talked about on your show or an interaction you had with someone. Like, I don't think it's something where, I mean, unless you're actively like sitting there and you're like, hmm, let me think about my time at WMSE. I feel like, you know, it's going to come in blips and it's going to come at random moments. And it means that it literally impacted you and that what you did was right. And, you know, it, it was real. So yeah, man, <laughs> I feel like that'll be the same thing with you guys too. I'll just be like, I am Kenny and I for sure. And Annabella will probably be, you know, on campus next semester. And we'll be like, that reminds us of Amanda. That reminds us of Josh. Like that's something that, that's something that like, George would do you know what I mean (laughs) so Josh is our last our last person to answer this question and then we'll move on to our next segment
7: (laughs) Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. I go now is that my introduction introduction oh I can't even talk the station speaks yes I am the station um my little takeaway especially from the last year I would definitely say to enjoy the minutia, you know, I use some big words now. If you need to look it up, go ahead, minutia. Um, The little things, every little detail, you know, because a lot of this is looking back, you know, hindsight, you know, looking back, oh, I should have done this, I should have done this, or, oh, this was fun, this was fun. I know George mentioned the Shadow Realm. The Shadow Realm is still on YouTube, I believe, under like Javier's account. I was listening to it. Before the last anniversary, and you know, I was listening to it, and every every couple minutes or so, there was another joke that I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that because it's like two years now, whether it be Gluten Gang, all those kinds of stuff that I completely forgot about. But you know, in the moment, it was the funniest and it was the most, and you know, I think that's what it's all about having fun, enjoying what you do. You know, really loving what you do and living in the minutia.
0: Josh, what does minutia mean?
7: It's like the little things.
0: Okay, that's what I thought,
7: but like I wasn't little sure. Little details.
0: And Kenny, that's exactly All what the you small said. Things. He was like,
7: "That's why oh, I, I thought so," but I, I, don't know. I got scared.
8: He was like, "Go look it up, minutia, the small things." Right. Yeah, I told
7: you. I said, "Don't be afraid to look it up, Kenny. You know, even if you have to double check." I, I was afraid.
8: I feel like Josh has like you can't a dictionary. app not let that fear rule you. No,
7: my brain is the dictionary. You know, I let me advice for the kids out there: play some video games. You'll be smarter. Your vocabulary will increase. Your vernacular tenfold. You I will master the English lexicon.
9: I got an SAT question right from playing the Elder Scrolls. I can attest to it.
7: Did you
0: really? Yeah,
9: sanguine was a word on the SAT. Oh yeah, and, I remember that. And the sanguine rose is an item in
7: Skyrim. Sure, so see, yeah, video games make you smarter.
9: See, I was going to
8: say something, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to be grilled (laughs) and be questioned for my time here. Um, No, I'm not going to say it. Uh, Okay. So thank you so much for answering that question. Uh, It's really hard to think of just one. Yeah, gluten gang. I mean, I remember that. And it was the most it was the most random thing. And it was those random things that really it funniest. made me. I used hit.
7: to be another nickname. That I feel like nobody in this call other than maybe Kai and George would know. I used to be Chibata boy
8: as yeah. a member of the
7: <laughs> gang. Uh, good times.
8: Yeah. And it it was like a group of you guys, like you guys formed a cult in the office and it was just like the gluten gang versus the non gluten gang members. And we would just make fun of you all the time. Um, anyway, that's beside the point that could be in the after party. Um, but anyway, so I think now it's the time Annabella Poland has been waiting here so patiently and it's time for you to go around to each senior and just say your final words about them.
10: Well, that is not fair everybody because I have (laughs) minutes to make that happen and each of you deserves like at least two hours. So I'm going to address you as a group in the best way I can to make the top of the hour. Congrats on doing the one extracurricular activity that actually makes you smarter uh, at WMSC, that makes you a better speaker, that makes you a better team player, that, that has the most transferable skills. Thank you for doing radio, which is something that I care so much about. Growing up, that was my companion all the time. I would fall asleep to it, and it's hard to think that um, younger generations are not going to have this passion for radio to listen to a song premiere on the radio the way that I did. But you make radio fun, and uh, you bring your own takes and creativity. And this is why I let you do your show, and I make. Nudge you in the right direction, but when you get to your creative stone, and I mean, so many of you here have done so in in the time that you've been here, it's so fun to witness from the cringy freshman year moments on air, which everybody thinks they can do right. Like it's like, oh, I can do, I can talk. I'm a human. I, I can I can do speech, and then they get on in front of a microphone, and it and it become very 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 small. And then they um, grow in the radio station and their personalities in their uh, skills and their qualities. And it's just so fun to watch and see. Um, So all I can say is, I cannot wait to see what you will do next. Um, Thank you for letting me bear witness to this transformation uh, for each of you, whether it was four years or just a year and a half, it's still remarkable. And uh, what we did in the past year in the circumstances that we were um, thrown into, uh, just like a very quick moment in time, we were all in New York City and we had to, to sort of like deploy back to New Jersey, call everybody back and bail on this conference that somehow was still happening. Um, and then what we did in a matter of a week into the year, it was amazing. And I always will say this because it's fun when I get a bunch of text messages from all of you when you graduate. I hope you stay in touch because that's some of my favorite things. I get text messages, Twitters, things that I say that are, they call them pearls of wisdom. And then they remind me of it. Like many years later, it just warms my heart in a way, in a better way, by the way, I feel like Baltimore putting a little bit of a four cracks on each one of you and a little piece of me gets to live with you. If I could do one thing it will be to take any pain and any heartache that you may have suffered or are going through in this time because it hurts uh because we're family and um i will be there on graduation i will be lining you guys up so you better better show up and i hope you are wearing this and if you didn't pick it up right you have to see me because that's our moment to tell everyone what did we do for four years what do we do for the last year we did radio and you should too thank you from the bottom of my heart and i hope i hope that you will stay in touch
9: you are listening to 90.3 fm wmsc upper montclair
8: Welcome back. We are still going on into our second hour, <laughs> just for a little bit. Third hour for me. A third hour for Kenny Horn. He's been by the board since nine a.m. and it's obviously his first had the experience
7: in. of a real show. You know, Kenny. Before the pandemic, our shows oh, used to be three hours. I heard that. Too. Back in the day when back, the kids. Back in my day, I used to be in the studio from one a.m. to four a.m. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <There.
8: laughs>
7: Hey,
8: Philippe, <laughs> you were the one that made the reference that you're going to be that old man saying, "So, oh
9: yeah, like that like coach that Koja comes in." I mean, gonna, I know.
7: Walking in
9: like, ah. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna pull up. I mean, I was there about a week or so ago to to pick up my stole with Annabella. I spoke to her a bit. Um My regalia came in, by the way, Annabella, like last week.
10: Minded too. I am very excited. that it's going to be 90 degrees um <laughs> on my graduation day. Woo! Yeah. It is It right.
9: is better than when I graduated high school in 2013, where all three types of cicadas were out.
10: Oh, oh God.
9: So the three year, the five year and the seven year all came out, it was at least a hundred degrees um, on a turf field, not a, not a grass field, a turf field. So mm. that was fun.
10: I don't think, does Montclair wear a hood for undergraduates? Because Fordham mm. did, but I don't no. think Montclair does. They have a different sort of style of, um, uh, gown, but I have a hood on top of my gown. (laughs) Um, Wait,
8: gowns have hoods?
13: Apparently.
10: (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's detachable. And usually when you get your master's or your doctorate, like if there's a ceremony, um, that allows for this to happen pre COVID era, they usually put the hood on your back, right. As a symbol of you achieving the master's or the,
8: Doctor.
0: So it's like the master's version of moving the tassel to the other side.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: never remember what side.
8: So do you detach your
10: hoods and throw them up in the air? That would be really fun. I actually think it would be more fun if you just grab it like the soccer fans, you know? And I'm sorry, I'm going to grab one of these and just do this. <laughs> yeah,
9: oh, Like a rally towel? And Josh
10: got it. Yeah, exactly. Like, woo, yeah. But no, it's actually quite heavy. And uh, it's, it's kind of annoying because... Uh, if, if you're wearing a hood, uh, a little key point, wear a little button down shirt so you can attach the hood to a, one of the buttons down here. Otherwise it chokes you, <laughs> like, it, it's not a good, it's not a good thing. So you want to um, have something to attach it to or maybe like some sort of uh, key ring type thing. And then it's not choking you, which is highly annoying. But yeah, I'll be walking, like a lot of graduates with my master's crew um, on the 11th on Kayas. 21st birthday uh, at 10 a.m. And I hope to God that it's, you know, on the low 80s because, my God, I don't think I can deal with it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. Graduations begin on Monday, by the way. I don't know if anyone here is walking because we have different colleges at the radio station. But um, they begin on Monday and they go through the 14th. So parking is going to be tough already today. There's a lot of parking lots that are closed, I have to park and bond, like, Right by President Cole's house. Um, there was no bargaining at all whatsoever. So it's gonna be fun.
8: Oh man! And I think the seventh is when the business school. So I feel like the business school is up first for undergraduates. Undergraduates, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a
10: whole there's a whole commencement for us masters in business administration. That's all there is to it.
8: Like <laughs> there's no one else. There's a bunch of us apparently. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so guys, get prepared for your graduations. If you're walking, bring a bottle of water. I mean, take care of yourself. And if you plan to go to grad school, remember the tip about the hood. <laughs> that's right. And, and,
10: and the other thing is, um, I don't think you have to wear masks. They send a note out, um, masks are optional, right? Um, that's what, um, I was saying for out for outdoors, which is actually going to be, be a little bit better, especially if it's hot. So it's exciting to to do that what can I say you guys I'm going to miss each and every one of you I hope you don't go MIA um I'll take it personally you know seriously Josh. I told you I am fully vaccinated I'm coming to see you like
8: that is it that's you it you have no choice to see you
10: You have no choice I'm gonna show up be
8: like hello it's me it's I
10: I am so, the wizard
8: um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's time for each person to go and say their final spiel their last words. I mean, whoever would like to go first. It's totally up to you. But this is your final time on air guys. Yeah, George, George you're up.
6: All right, so I don't know how long it's going to be but I'll, I'll just give the most important spiel. Um, if you want something bad enough. You gotta fight for it. And you guys know what I'm going through. You guys know the stuff that's going on and I'm gonna work for it. And that's what I'm gonna do. You know, it's been a long seven months since I, I checked in, first checked into the hospital um, and I have gotten better. You know, my cancer is in remission as of now. How, however, it needs to be cured. Yeah, I know. I'm still happy that it is, you know, I mean, I, I came a long way. You have no idea how sick I was back in October, November. Like it was, it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty sight, but um, I want you guys to know that cancer will never, ever run me, control me, define me. Because I, I, I know for a fact that I, 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 sh- I showed enough bravery and resilience to keep going. And, um, you know, I love this station. I can't wait to be back. And you guys just made it all worth the while. So thank you so much. And I, I can't wait to see you guys again.
8: Take care. Kindly of the applause. <laughs> No, George, I miss you so incredibly much, and just know that we're always here, and if you ever need someone to talk to, we're always here, and we support you, you know, we lift you up, you are incredible, and we hope to see each other in person soon, and you've got this, you've totally got this, and you know, you're just incredibly brave, and honestly, you've always had an amazing heart, and- you know, we, we just, we care about you so much, George, and congrats. <laughs> congrats on your last year. Um, Yeah, so whoever would like to go next? Yeah.
9: Yeah. So, I certainly didn't deal with the struggles that George has. Um, I can put that easily down uh, on paper, but, you know, we all have our struggles. We've all dealt with you know, a myriad of things, you don't know what everyone else is dealing with. Um, but I think he put it well, where you just don't give up, keep going, you can do anything. I mean, I dropped out of college, took two years before I came and transferred to Montclair. I changed my, majors to my major twice now. Um, I still finish college, you know, like I'm clearly walking next week. Um, dealt with plenty of mental health issues. But, you know, I, I did what I could. Some days you do the bare minimum. And that's the best you can do. Other days you're able to work your butt off and really feel like you've accomplished something. So I think, you know, now that we've graduated and for, for those who will eventually graduate, um, I mean, you can accomplish anything within reason, like you can't fly to the moon, you know, with a pair of wings, like Icarus kind of proved that. But um, I think if you put your, your mind to it, if you really try and you reach out to people in your life and others around you who can help, I think all of us can do whatever we
8: really set our sights on. And I think with radio, especially, you know, one of the first things that you do kind of like your first initiation process is when you somehow find yourself in front of a mic, whether someone pulls you into the, the studio or Annabella, like literally puts the mic and in, in your face and goes speak. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That doesn't happen. Um, but, you know, it's when you find yourself on air, you're kind of survival mode and, you know, your, your confidence is low. You don't know what's happening. You're super stressed and. I feel like that's kind of what radio has done. It's, you know, put us at a place where we're being challenged all the time, whether it's like, you know, academically we're being challenged because we're learning and researching new things or, you know, doing some more tedious things. Like for instance, preparing pre-recorded shows, that's not easy. That's hours and hours on end of, you know, preparing it, scheduling it, everything. And I think it's those challenges that we overcame successfully that brings us, more resilience and it's something that it's own it's it's only specific to radio you know and if people don't understand that well they don't know because they're not wmsc strong
10: come on seriously I'm just, like moving you,
0: Kaya,
8: his head <laughs> Kaya, here
0: yeah do you want to think about that
8: wow. unacceptable <laughs> wow <laughs> no i'm doing the applause
0: no no i have the power to play that and you get the unacceptable
8: wow
10: so So if you guys were thinking it's true kaya like you know think about like fall semester josh had nobody helping him with well it was just josh and me doing the shows and josh was actually carrying two positions two director positions as program director and production director and i think he uh, sort of was here when Mike Grippa was here shout out Mike if you're listening to us because he often does um he just saw Mike live here like and that's what Josh did he lived here like you know call the day how many hours were you here Josh how many hours were you here for the anniversary it was like he's like I'm gonna I'll do everybody I'm gonna do 104 hours and I was like are you sure yes and he was here the entire time I was like what is up so um yeah he is a station in that sense like he's kind of like if you think of pirates of the caribbean what's the name of the guy who's attached to the to, to the ship josh you know who I'm
7: on my davy jones
10: no not david jones the dad turner oh, uh yeah. is it davy jones You Turn- call me bootstrap Boots. <laughs> that's right that's you at the station you're on the wall.
7: <laughs> rather be davy jones
10: <laughs> okay i'll give you david jones he's 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 you get.
7: He's cool. This is when I tell you guys about the hidden treasure I left at the station. <laughs> no, nah, i just what? No.
10: <laughs> you didn't do what Mike Stringham did, which like wrote all over the underneath. Oh,
7: uh, no, that's, I was there for that. Uh,
8: no, I yeah. didn't. Okay. Oh, that's a new ritual? Got it. <laughs> a new tradition? Got it. <laughs> you guys are hearing it now. Um, but yeah, also a special shout out to Nick Cherry. He lived in, as, as engineering director, he lived in the office his skateboard was there if his skateboard was by the door he was there and it was always there and if you didn't find the skateboard there then you wanted to text nick and be like hey are you alive or is everything okay because he would be there all the time and yeah this office is their second home for sure uh yeah who would like to, who would like to go next your final words
14: yeah
0: Haley does
8: Haley. Uh, well, first I want to say
14: thank you, Kai and Kenny, for hosting this today. It was lovely to like come back and kind of talk to everyone again after the semester ended. Um, it was weird. It kind of, you know, I still feel like I'm in the mindset of like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go back in the fall, and then you realize like now you're done. And you know, I kind of hit me the last week that like, oh my gosh, I'm also done with radio. You know, now being a part of WMSC. Um, it was, it's weird. And I just want to thank you guys, you know, it was a big part of my last year at Dev, uh, at Montclair, um, especially being on the SMT. And I'm glad that I met so many people. Um, I learned a lot even being virtual and, you know, it was cool. Now I can say I was part of the best station in the nation. Um, so that's awesome.
8: And Haley, you were on air. Yay. Yes, I got I was. you on air. <laughs> what a success. Very last thing I do. <laughs> No, do it more, <laughs> do it more. We, we have alumni takeover weeks. Uh, so come back, do, do a show. Maybe, yeah. I think talk about, I think about it.
10: <laughs> I have a question. Did any of you like go on Monday after all of your finals were submitted and check Canvas to see what was due next week? Because when I finished my grad program, I did that, wait, hold what? Oh, I'm done, that's right.
7: Absolutely not, I just hibernated.
8: You're like, I'm going to sleep now. I
7: need to decompress.
8: (laughs) Josh, you probably finished your semester at like four o'clock in the morning. And you're like, and it's time to play a game. Uh, I finished
7: (laughs) it at 11.59. And I was like, "Ah, I closed my laptop, closed all the tabs. I was like, did I have something that I missed? Maybe, but (laughs) it's out of my hands now.
0: There is no better feeling than closing up your laptop after a very long day.
8: That Thursday. Oh, man. That Thursday. May 21st. Right? I think so. It was, it was awesome. Friday. 20th. Was it Friday? I feel like yeah, Thursday had like three finals.
7: Well, that's no. you. Well, that's just you. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Thursday
7: was the 20th.
8: Um, no, but it's kind of funny because if you look at some of the TikToks or Instagram reels, it's like people being like, and I finished my bachelor's degree out at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. And it's like, that's the feeling. It's like, wow, it's over th- th- that yeah. academic year like that. You know? Yeah, you're like, that. that's it. Wow. OK, time to move on. <laughs> cool. Summertime. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so who would like to go next? Tyler? Brian Josh I'll,
11: I'll go I'll go Oh okay go ahead. Professor Brian to it <laughs> Mr. Crespo Pro-
8: Professor Crespo you're you're after Mr. Stampone
11: uh, okay. okay um well everyone's been saying you know the things that they've been saying really makes me just think about all all the experiences I've had and and how it's shaped my life and um I, I, I wish I knew we were going to be playing little uh, clips of stuff because I would have sent this to you guys to play on air. because, um, So in my sophomore year, I made, um, I made a film because I'm a film major. And um, it was about – I I'd say it's based on a true story because it, I think it, it makes it sound a little more appealing. But um, the movie was about a graveyard shift DJ – which I was, and um, he he ends up taking. He he wants these song requests, and he uh, and he ends up turning into sort of an advice hotline. And um, it features Josh as uh, as the station manager in the movie. And um, my favorite my favorite part of the movie. So I I think I'd love for you guys to check it out. I'm going to put it in the little Zoom chat, and I was supposed to send it to Annabella, anyways. Um, but you, you, you guys, I think you, I think you would like it. If you want to see Josh act as the station manager, it, it's it's hilarious. Um, but but that's that's what's so interesting to me is I, I think about that all the time. I sort of took my own life experiences and chronicled them into a movie, and that's kind of how I approach my filmmaking, anyways. But just the fact that my own time and what I've done at the station shaped my life enough that I can go and make a movie about it. That's that's what's so crazy to me, the size of the impact that my time here has had. And I'm so thankful for it. Thank you so much, guys.
8: All right. Uh, yeah, we should totally put that on our Discord and maybe share it on our socials uh, because I totally want to see that. And wow, what a suspense, guys. Be on the lookout. Um, but thank you, Tyler, for all that you've done and all of our josh why are you the face that you're making right now made me think are you frozen or sorry confused?
7: i i just i realize i never realized it until people pointed out but i pantomime whenever i like i'm I'm watching something so i was watching tyler's thing and i was like oh yeah, yeah. i remember this i didn't have a beard and that's how i Aww. date everything pre-beard Ooh, josh i gotta see that josh oh yeah. man yeah um yeah,
8: kenny i want to see it too now what is this I, so I was
7: just pantomiming my my own things which i don't realize i do but i get it from my mom because my sister pointed out that whenever you talk to Me or her? We'll start mouthing the words that you're mouthing.
8: Like mother, like son. Nah.
7: Yeah.
8: (laughs) Uh, um... Oh, Kenny's doing it. All right, let's go. go.
7: He's
2: gonna go platinum, Terry. I'm doing a a rock history retrospective
7: on my next. Nobody wants to listen to the garbage that you play anyway. You're lucky you even had.
0: Just brief. It was just brief.
8: That was that was ten months ago. Was that 10 months ago?
0: That's when it was uploaded, it says.
11: I. It was in 2018 that we shot it.
8: Yeah, what was that, like, sophomore year?
11: Stop for baby us, guys. yes.
8: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, I still want to see it. Baby Josh, baby Tyler. <laughs> um. Okay, so we still got Brian, Professor Crespo. Are you still there? I'm still here. Hey, what's Hi. up?
12: How's the lesson going? Yeah. This is going great, you know, just, you know, teaching
8: some basic... Literature. You should teach the children a little bit about radio. you know, should we teach need, them about radio. Early recruiters, recruit recruitment.
12: I should. It. I should. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I think what I've learned from this, or what I'm grateful for, is the opportunities that WMSC has given me. You know, I remember I started <laughs> out as just like you know, it's like a little guest on the newsroom with Stephen and AJ and Lewis. So shout out to them. I'm forever gonna be grateful for them giving me the opportunity. And you know, day by day, I got. You know, I was always confident, you know, in talking on air. And then, you know, I met Annabelle. She gave me the opportunity. And while I did, you know, do things virtually from home, it taught me, you know, that I'm capable of doing things I never thought I'd be doing. You know, I got to book three interviews with three of my favorite bands, you know, and the reception that I got from it was amazing. Because I never thought that I'd, I'd be interviewing people that I listened to since like my middle school days. You know, that scene phase, we call it. And I'm always going to be grateful for you guys, you know? I met, I got to meet the most amazing people. Even during the year that we had, it's taught me that I got people that I can come to. You know, people like Annabella, people like you, people like Josh, people like, you know, Kenny. Yeah. And all you guys. I'm important. Yeah, as <laughs> you know, many people I can shout out right now, but it's going to take like a whole hour. <laughs> and Yeah. I mean, that's it really. And, you know, to George, you know, I commend, you You know, you've been so strong and I, I, you're going to, I'm going to be praying for you and hope for the best for you, man. Cause you know, you're going to, you're going to kick it. You're going to kick Kansas, butt. you're going to kick his butt. So from the bottom of my heart, I'm going to be forever grateful for WMSC. I'm definitely going to be wearing that stolen graduation and Hopefully that alumni takeover happens because I do I do have in mind one more surprise guest for the station.
10: Do not tell me that you booked Juanes, Brian.
12: I'm trying. I'm trying.
10: I got just Brian direct message Juanes and Juanes saw it or something. Like that. I was like never got an answer back though, but it's okay. Yeah, he's a busy
12: man. He just put out an album too, so you know if y'all want to stream it. But I do have one more guest. Maybe it's going to be for those who listen to metalcore. I probably do have this the guitarist from the Devil Wars Prada, probably. So it's going to be interesting. So hopefully, Alumni take over happens so I can give that one more final gift to the station.
8: Well, now we have to keep our promise, uh, Annabella. We have to discuss. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stay rock solid, Crespo. Yeah,
12: teach yeah. <laughs> those
8: children. We need. We're relying on you to have early yeah. recruits. Recruities,
12: of course of course (laughs) all right we're going outside guys
8: all right awesome so our final i believe right okay awesome our final senior the one and the only josh the one
7: and the only okay josh noel Toronto. hello hello my my final words i would say you know four years i mean for some of us some of us take longer but four years it's it's not that long of a time you know so what i have to say is if you want to do something do it similar to what george said you know you got you have to fight for it you have to want it but my take on that is to you know live openly in that sense um i know i had some inhibitions my first couple of years but you know that was just you know adjusting But if you really want something, you got to do it and you can't feel stupid about it. This is a more sense of like production based and even in but it can translate to, you know, more life focused. You can't feel. Did I freeze? Okay, sorry. You know, if you feel stupid, you know, you're doing it right. It, It shows growth. You, know, you don't want to look back and be feel like you're on the same plane that you were when you started. I look back at all the things we heard earlier, and I'm like, ooh, that's what I sound like, um, especially freshman year, that stuff. I'm glad you didn't find anything for my show, The Island. Oof, I would have actually left the Zoom call. It, it's somewhere, but, <laughs> but, you know, don't live with those inhibitions or regrets. Kind of just, you got to do it. And you gotta do it big when you do it. If you want something, put all your energy into it. You know, obviously enough energy to live reasonably as well. Don't be consumed by it, but yeah, there's a balance. But i say I'm saying, but a lot. Yeah, this is what happens when I don't know what to say off the cuff. Usually I'm pretty good at this whole improv thing, but it always with the, with the emotions, when you get the emotions involved, that's when I falter. Look at that video or that sound clip from freshman year. I didn't even know what i was saying that's why there's so many takes and there's probably so many of these kinds of recordings floating about in somewhere at the station one computer you'll find the josh archive but anyway live
8: here's a josh archive
7: fully. i mean among all the computers probably
11: uh-huh.
7: um you know don't feel like oh i don't want to do that because i think I, I, I look dumb just do it bro who cares that's that's really the philosophy dog just do it dog come on it's lit I know, that, <laughs> that was... i'm leaving that one in the past dog i'm okay with
8: oh man i mean there were a lot of other things that are just not allowed to be on air but man, yeah
7: because that was a private recording <laughs> you're digging through my that broadcast. was not
8: private yes, that was, was literally set for the college radio day anniversary
7: no oh, was it wasn't
8: <laughs> it's a josh anniversary
7: yeah, but that's what I named the file when I oh, record okay. it
8: so I'm gonna look for the islands now
7: no see I didn't think I, 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 I didn't come think to about your that. house
8: I yeah you know where I live throw okay. your computer uh, yeah yeah uh. I think my favorite thing
10: that we did all together it was such a good bonding experience there's many moments but it was when we did um the stranger Things spoof that like Josh directed it's very hard to pull off like three different sets of places in like a single day. <laughs> And somehow we managed to do that and uh, it looked great and it sounded great. And uh, my car lost a headlight out of that fun experience. It was great because we shook that car to make it sound like, you know, we were like shaking and whatever. Uh, Yeah. George and I. Yeah. yeah, You guys on the back, like (laughs) at full speed headed for the, for the, (laughs) for the loading dock. So that's just one of so many memories of what has been done and accomplished here, uh, creativity is definitely not lagging. I can't wait to see what you are going to do next, Josh. I mean, I, I really do hope that you are hired by a company that allows that creativity, that brain to let the tentacles out and do what it has to do. You know, I don't think you're someone that can be molded into a company's like you know rigid sort of um, schedule.
8: When you mentioned tentacles, I like shivered. (laughs) That's it. So now it's yeah, yeah. Now you're David Jones. Yes, indeed. Oh man, Um, but yeah, I think we've gone through every single senior in this call, and of course, you know, a special shout out to everyone else that's graduating this class that wasn't able to make it uh, due to life responsibilities, summer. Um, But Austin Jeffers, so many Nick Cherry. Uh, so many others uh, that Ryan Trick. Ryan Trick. Yeah. I mean, so many, so many, so, it's such a big class, actually. So many people are graduating. I always feel like every single year there's too many people graduating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Madison yeah, Everett so, yeah, or Madison American. Everett. Yeah. So, um, you know, guys, uh, thank you so much for taking the time on 10 o'clock on a hump day on a Wednesday uh, during smack in the middle of summer break. We totally appreciate it. And, you know, I hope that we did you justice to with your final senior send off. We're going to miss you guys incredibly and don't feel like that's it. We, as we, as we've mentioned, as we stress, as Annabella has stressed, we want you to come back. If that means spontaneous visits in the office, like Kate Bronstein does and Haral Patel do it because we'll appreciate it. We'll love it. And we'll definitely think of something with the, with our awesome office team as well. And I just want to say that our show has come to an end half an hour later than we expected. So Kenny was right. We're good on content. We're, you guys have so much to say, and that's why you're radio people. And that's why we love talking on air with you guys, because you're just so, so much, so much to say. Um, But, I mean, I think there were a couple of tears shed internally. I mean, no one cried. I think I jinxed it. That's what happened. I can't say that next time. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's just, I just want to speak on behalf of the station that all of your work, dedication, your legacy is appreciated, and it's better than station. And Josh wrote something in the chat, and I'm trying really hard not to look at it because everyone is, you know... laughing um but you guys have all touched us and we appreciate it and we hope to carry on your work and we wish you all the best and now you guys well you guys are already muted but i was gonna say you may now mute your mics put your mics to rest for now and your videos turn off your videos and i officially declare you a wmsc alumni
0: and i would like to play a special selection of music for our alumni George Jam Goach and me and him are Beatles buddies. Our first one, it is with a little help from my friends.
13: What would you think if I sang out it too?
0: Would you stand up and walk out on me?